Welcome to the Boys High School Hockey Podcast presented by the Red and Black League. I'm Tony Scott. It's the State Tourney Preview, the show we've been waiting for all year. The second to last show we will produce this year. We'll break down all 16 teams in the state tournaments. We'll meet with coach, former coach Trent Klatt from Grand Rapids, now a scout in the NHL. And then we'll break down first round games and our picks for state champion. Hope you enjoy today's show. Love is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire Well, good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you guys doing today? We're going to state. I don't think we, we are. Can, oh, yes. Washburn's going oh, to state. We are. Southwest is going to state. Is. There uh, we go. Uh, Edison's going to state. Northside School is going to state. Yeah, everybody. Southwest is going to state. All Sobriety High. South High is going to state. Sobriety High. Sobriety High is probably going to state. <laughs> WOC is going to state. <laughs> there was this thing at Southwest or in Minneapolis. It was on Lake Street called WOC Work Opportunity Center. Oh yeah, I'm familiar. And, and WOC kids would didn't graduate from WOC. They would go back to their high school at graduation. Finish. There's three kids oh. surrounding me because I was last, right? There's three <laughs> three so kids that were next to me. I'm like, who are you? Are you in the right place? Because we go to WOC, and I'm like, oh yeah, that school up on Lake Street by Arby's. Yeah, that one. <laughs> oh, that Arby's. <laughs> that Arby's. <laughs> I'm sure sure they'll all be there in force. At the yes, will WOC yeah. be represented? Do they even have WOC anymore? Probably not. Probably not. Can't help you on that one. No uh, idea. Okay, no idea. so we we had a great week. <laughs> this was one of the oh, best oh, weeks. Had a great week. Okay, Carl had a bad week. Why did Carl have a bad week? He hasn't caught a, I good... Seen a good. Oh game in a yeah, month. you've yeah. <laughs> How? What's your bad game streak at right now, Carl? I have watched nine bad games in a row, Tony. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, let's just say the next three games you're going to watch are Class A quarterfinals. Yes, which might streak. not be good games. Yeah, yeah you definitely be at twelve. Be at 12 but I, Minneapolis, Alex this is, is going to be a winner. Yeah, that's oh, a yeah, winner. That's a winner. Sure, that's a winner. Uh, so okay, you want to go over that? Yeah, first. We'll go okay. over that. We'll go over the uh, the the Minnesotan uh, Pick'em Challenge is complete, and this is the first reveal of our winners. There's some actually somewhat entertaining uh, winners here. Uh, Chris Cardenas, who I'm assuming is the, the father of Devin Cardenas from the State Bound Crete and Durham Hall. Uh, team uh, or a, rel- a relative of some sort. Um, he had eight out of eight double A winners in his pool. He had 93 whopping points. Uh, no YJH staffers in the top 10, but two top teners of note Chad Olson from the Horn, an original, Ooh, an yeah. OG Horn member. And then West Metro, five guys, whatever <laughs> his name is, John Miller. Uh, he gets the nine, so Ole gets the eight and West Metro gets the nine, so congrats to them for doing well. Carl, the highest podcaster on came out of Double A, nineteenth out of Carl, Tony, and Danny, nowhere to be found. Yeah, two and yeah, two and five. F me think over. My horse literally just pulled up lame at the quarter pole and. Yeah, went, went my home. horse is glue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you know, I think I homered a couple picks in seven. 
But beyond that, I think I got everything else. So if I had actually like voted with my brain instead of my heart, I probably would have. I, I would have won. Well. But, you know, oh yeah, you would have won. You would have won. won. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's it. yeah, yeah. That's I would have won. Sorry, the you're right. Guy. Oh, you're... we'll give you the money then. Yeah, yeah no problem. You deserve yeah. it. Perfect. Um, uh, he, uh, Chris will get a $250 gift card to the Minnesotan. Congratulations to Chris. Now, here's where the fun begins. Class A, a former AA assistant, Louis Krenzen, Duluth East, ah. uh, Congdon neighbor of yours, I'm My sure. Neighbor. Yes. Uh, he wins 74.25 points. Listen to this, though. This is great. John Conley, a.k.a. Watching Puck. He would have won. He picked Simley in the finals of oh. 4A. And was oh. it, didn't it go like double overtime, maybe? Yeah, it sure did. Double overtime? Yep. yep. So that double overtime loss by Simley cost Johnny the 250 bucks. Oh. Uh, another guy uh, who I don't remember his name, uh, he lost when when Chisago lost to Matamia. So he had less of a chance, but he actually ended up fourth. It was one of those weird initial ones like M. Garen or something. I don't know. I couldn't make out who he was by his. Related to Bill? Or Will? <laughs> yeah, Will Garen? It was different than that. But anyway, so that guy finished uh, in the top three, and then I took fourth in Class oh. A. Um, and then uh, West Metro, John Miller, five guys. He was a top tenner. So was Danny Ryan. Congratulations Thank you very much. And Carl, just outside the top ten at number 11. So... Uh, congratulations to Louie. I'm sure the next time he's down visiting his good buddy in Andover, which seems like every other week, he'll scoot over to well, he'll be in White Bear Lake. Will he be here for the state tournament? Stars of tomorrow. Stars of tomorrow. Yes, he will for sure be at Stars of tomorrow. Uh, I'm sending out an all-points bulletin. If you have a 2014 uh, goaltender, Louie is still looking for one for his North Stars of Tomorrow team. So. There, Louie, we pimped it. Okay. There we go. There we you go. You're welcome. Never said I didn't do anything <laughs> you. For brought you, this up to me. <laughs> yes. Yes. So there you go. There's the Minnesotan. Thanks to Corey Roberts at the Minnesotan for oh, yeah. his donation yeah. of uh, these gift cards. And we'll get two more of our listeners into his building, and you're going to get some good stuff. Is that an actual Minnesotan shirt there the you're shirt? wearing? Yes. yes. Yeah, he's like, rocking well, Minnesotan. Both times we have pimped the Minnesotan on this show, I have You've been wearing, been wearing it. a Minnesotan you're shirt. You're doing great. Without planning it. That's yep. nice work. <laughs> That's nice work. All right. Uh, what's next on the docket here? Well, let's talk about the spaces oh, thing that we did. Yeah. Uh, I'd like Carl's description of it because sure. for me, it's been, it's hard for me. I mean, there, if there's all these people in, in and out, I think Carl did a good job uh, delegating and, and documenting uh, on the second one. I, I'd like to get his play by play of what spaces is because uh, I just want him to do it. Sure. Okay. Well, Spaces is basically a live call-in show format on Twitter, so it's audio only, and uh, you know, someone starts the Spaces, so Tony starts the Spaces, and then he can nominate co-hosts, so you know, Danny was one thing, the first one, I've mm-hmm. been one, and then uh, we uh, can then bring people into chat with us, so I think we can have up to 10 people chatting at a time, then as many as we want can be listening, so we can have this room of people listening to a handful of people talking about high school hockey, and so we'll we've had had a couple of coaches come on. We've had a couple of players come on. We've had uh, just some people we know around the state come on. Then we've also just at times invited in the randos who want to speak. And 
sometimes they've been insightful and really interesting new people to meet, and sometimes they've been really weird, and it's been great. One of them, Keenan, I think we need to talk about on Tuesday, is a grower of medical marijuana in, Me- no. in yeah. Yeah. medicinal marijuana in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. You know, really you cool. can't make yeah. this up. I, I haven't looked at the legality of medical marijuana licenses in Massachusetts, but I am now very curious. Yes, <laughs> yes, that was an interesting take. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. They were all, there's there's some interesting people come on. Um, I think we can do better, but it's a brand new, literally a brand new space, no pun intended for us, and how to communicate. We had over 200 on the first time. I don't know what we were. It seemed like we always had 50 or 60 on yeah, the yeah. second time. I think over 100 briefly, but yeah, it was mostly 50. I think, 50. again, date, date, time of day is important. We started yes. this one at 10. I did two interviews with World Kids, so that's that got us out about an hour farther out than I would have liked to have done. And I thought the show went an hour too long <laughs> as well. It sure did. <laughs> I didn't mind me. I was driving from me neither from East Grand was, to Bemidji. It was just keeping you two entertained. It was keeping me alive. Fine, no yeah, big yeah. deal. But I'm had I been like, sitting okay, at home, I'm I would have been like, "Okay, time to go. Let's wrap it up." That, 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 that was me. <laughs> I was and, sitting there, be like, "Okay, I'm letting in some more people to talk just to keep this going." Have you <laughs> ever been? You know, going. sat outside the hotel lobby, you knowing that little en- right next to the entrance. I was sitting there for like five minutes, and then I'm like, "I want to get." In yeah, bed, yeah, and go yeah, home. Yeah. You know, yeah. be done. Like we're all doing this little. We were all up. doing it. Let's be done. Fingers Let's be. But done. we will do it again. Um, chances are next Tuesday. Yeah. Um, or, or around the yeah, same yeah, time, probably. I, Tuesday. I would say it's gonna be a Tuesday nine to ten. Yeah, gig. somewhere. Uh, and I promise never, ever, ever to. Uh, bait anybody into spaces like I did last week. I did a, a very effective job baiting <laughs> the Eastview fans <laughs> into oh, the sure spaces. Did. We had so that, 40 so Eastview High School students on listening into how I was going to deal with the hate. I said, we hate Eastview. That's all I had to say is we hate Eastview. Obviously, we don't hate Eastview. No, no. It was this all- joke. It was like because there were people... Ch- chirping us after our last pod that we well, talked when about the stomper, right? When, when your girlfriend goes on Twitter, okay, <laughs> and starts standing up for you, we're going to find that. That moment when, right? Yeah. Your girlfriend goes on Twitter. So, yeah, we're, we were just having a little fun, and I thought the two or three Eastview people came on. We had good discourse. They got in, got out, and, boy, we lost a lot of uh, listeners. We went from, like, 218 to 136 <laughs> in, like, a flash when we stopped talking about Eastview, the Eastview Cretan game. So. But we'll have an agenda for this yeah. next week, probably about the state tournament and, yep. like, who It'll you be, got and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, we definitely want to get people on. We've got this kid from uh, Cretan, Colin Bennett. He's, like, team manager, and he's a hard hat kid. He's got in. He did a nice job when he's been given the microphone. That's yep. what we're looking for, kids that are smart, uh, want to have an a educated discussion. We're not here to barb anybody or chirp anybody. You know, we just want to talk hockey, you know. Really? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Who are we doing that to, Carl? We weren't chirping anybody except you, maybe. And me. Who else did we chirp? Yep. Do we, well, on the well, spaces? Well, just yeah. just we, be we, honest. We were, we were relatively well-behaved on the I spaces. We were, I think we're pretty, not, yeah. you know. The other thing that's interesting, I, want, I'm gonna, I put this in the tweet. We do not record spaces. It's kind of like Snapchat. It happens and it's over. There's no recording. We have the choice to record it. We don't. But need I have no need interest in recording this moment in time. No. It just would be another. I, I suppose someone could argue from a media perspective, it's good to record. Let people go in and listen. Who would want to listen to that? You know. No. No. 
No. That's like Jay Doshin following Danny. That's that First, kind of territory. Follow. That's that kind of territory. So Yeah. That's fair. Okay. That being said, let's hop into here's the format of today's show. We're gonna go sixteen teams right now. We're gonna break them down. I'm uh, going to go to a middle segment, and then we're going to pop into predicting and breaking down the games. And the middle segment is going to be? Trent Klatt. Fingers crossed. So we haven't really prepped Trent Klatt on what's going to happen. He has no idea. So um, we'll see how honest he will get, and we hope that he does because he has had the best state tournament and the worst, worst state tournament back-to-back. In 365 days. And so it, it'll, it'll be fun to see what his opinions are. And this yeah. is sight unseen. Normally we do the interviews first. And yeah, we have not interviewed him yet, so it should be interesting. It's actually uh, happening in real time. Yes. Yeah. Well, it won't be because we will do the second, the third part of the show before we do his version. So, so I appreciate your, your optimism that we'll get that far. We, we gonna, will. We will. We will. Okay. We will. So before that, let's um, jump in. And break down team by team, every team that made it, and kind of maybe talk a little bit about the section finals because a lot of us were at the section finals here. And this year's section finals were amazing. So section final gets into this discussion? Yeah, let's okay. include right. it into this. I just want to make sure when I can sound off. This is when to sound yep. off on that right. it, because it's not needed when we're talking about the state tournament. Discussion so as much. See, I only saw two. You saw three, right? I saw three, three in a four yeah, minutes. In four minutes. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, Carl, let's start off with one double A, Lakeville South. Yeah, so Lakeville South is the champions of section one double A. They come in with a record of 25 and three. Uh, so the star players they've got Tanner Ludke, um, Aiden Willis, and Ashton Doms, their top line. Has been dominant all season long. Uh, got over 140 points between the three of them. Uh, they have a very strong rec- record at 25 and three. Uh, they coming in to, to state on a 16 game winning streak. Um, <laughs> the, the the challenge there is their schedule has not been as difficult as some of the other AA teams certainly. Um, and they and they rolled through a relatively uh, e- easy one AA, beating Dodge County, Rochester, Mayo, and then Lakefield North four to one in the section final. So. Uh, comments on this Lakeville South team. Well, let's let's talk about their forwards. I think first. a guy that Carl left out is their goaltender, Jack Hawksman. He will, if they win the yeah, state look, tournament, he will be the story. Yeah. Yep. I mean, no one will be shocked when when Tanner Ludke scores two goals and has two assists in the state tournament. When, but who is this Jack Hawksman kid? He's relatively unknown. Ethan Dahlmeyer was supposed to be their goaltender yep. and went to juniors his senior year. So Jack stu- uh, jumped in and really been the story, I think, one of the big stories yeah. for the Cougars He's this year. A junior, has an over 931 save percentage. He has seven shutouts on the season. So a third of his, his wins have been shutouts. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> They're in yeah. good shape. So... And hopefully he's got a legal mask or a, or a dongle on his mask now for the state tournament. <laughs> From the Shakopee game <laughs> yes. earlier in the year. So uh, goaltending is a big factor for this team. Let's talk about their forwards for a little bit. Carl mentioned them. the top line for them is so, so good. It's the second line from last year, minus Lucky. You know, he was a top liner last year. This team can really roll heavy on their top line. I think their blue line is – 
way better than most people give them credit for. I think Mason Johnson is a yeah. very, very good mm-hmm. player. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, the team also plays outstanding team defense and chokes yeah. it down really well. Yeah. So fun to see a new coach into the, uh, you know, state tournament uh, coaching fraternity. Josh you know, Storm. Josh Storm. So, Do you think a new coach plays a role? And we'll probably ask Trent about this too. Do you think it's helpful to be a new coach or a seasoned coach? I don't know. The, the blind fool or the – That's a good question. I would also throw out, does it really matter when it comes to how much talent this team is? It's the old – Anybody right. can coach this team to state, you know, because they're so talented. Where, what makes this team great, Tony? Uh, depth. There, this isn't a one-line team. You know, there's a lot of good players on this team behind them. I mean, that, that's to me. I, that's what I saw when I played. When I saw them this year, it's like, wow, this isn't just one line. There's a lot of good players on this team that keeps them. Deep. They got a great blue line. Uh, you know, like Eli Miller and uh, Jackson Ernst. I mean, they're just stud after stud after stud on this team. It's not just three guys. Where was the success on this team growing up? Did they it's go to that, state? Wow, you're now you're <laughs> loaded. Uh, the Ludke crew made it to state, and oddly enough, Calvin Simon and and uh, John Bakke were their coach. They, okay. they had some success at the at the youth level, but then when you factor in like Dom's and and these guys, Miller Miller's from from Northfield, Dom's is from Farmington, um, uh, Willis is from Farmington. Lots of Farmington kids on this team. Um, Eli Miller was from uh, or no um, Tate. I can't think of his last name. Pritchard. Pritchard. He's a Burnsville kid. So a lot of move-ins on this team. Let's be honest. I'm not. Spade a spade. Spade a spade. Um, So, you know, that's why when they were a decent Bantam team and then you add in Eli Miller and you add in Millis and those guys, you knew this was going to be a really good team. Carl, where do you think the, you know, they had an easier section walkthrough. They probably had one of the easier section walkthroughs. Where do you think that plays in to going into state right now? Yeah, and I think that when you tack onto that the last you know, month and a half of their schedule, which was mostly in conference, and you know, Prior Lake is the only other really top flight team in that conference. I think that that, that is a, a potential concern. You know, they haven't played a, a front line opponent in a while, um, and here they are getting thrown into the ringer with Hill Murray in the, in the first round, and we'll get into that later. But um, that's that's, that's going to be a challenge when they I think they hit the ice and see the pace of some of these top teams. Tony, your face there. I just I'm we I've been beating this drum all year about strength of schedule, strength of schedule. We yeah. we were we were working over. I was listening to our show last week and talking about Hastings. They're not in the club. Nope. The Lakeville South's got to get in the club. They got to start playing Hill Murray. They got to start playing these tougher teams. Yep. Uh, in in the uh, skipping out on any section opponent, you know every you know, kill every section opponent on your non conference list, and because it doesn't matter, you're going to get a one or a two no matter who you play. They got to get those tougher opponents. Is that you know? the uh, what else makes you nervous on this team? They're a 21. They're a three loss team. Okay, they are one of the best teams in the state. What makes you nervous about them though? Wow, that's that's tough. We just pump their tires so much. Here, I'll, I'll you know, give. I, I don't really see a huge weakness on this team other than their experience in uh like against fast teams and a defensive team you know you talk about i know you're gonna say can, yeah. I, can I read your mind right now yeah, you're gonna it. say lack of goal scoring yep. and they're playing hill murray that's what makes me nervous so what yep. what makes me nervous is they shoot for the center they hit the center of the jersey when they shoot the puck 
and that makes me nervous. And every time that I've seen them this year, whether it's Prior Lake, whether it's Lakeville North, they made those goalies look better than what they were. And that makes me nervous right. in, in a state game like this. Carl, yeah. what's, what's kind of your take? Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, you look at their couple games against the top flight teams they did have, lost 2-1 to one to Edina, 3 to nothing to Maple Grove. You know, they beat they beat Rogers three to one, but you know, you're not seeing a whole ton of offensive output in these handful of games that they had against top fifteen teams, and those were their three games against top fifteen teams. That's it. Okay, let's move on to two double A, and the winner of two double A is Prior Lake. This was it was a twenty five twenty five twenty five kind of matchup in two double A, but the top four seeds in the top yeah. four seeds. It, and not, it turned out that way, didn't it? Not surprised that Prior Lake is here, but it's the first some, time. Some there, of us predicted this section correctly. <laughs> some of us did. It's the first time that we will refer to them only as Prior Lake. And pri- not, who? I don't remember their old. Do they have an their, old name? Their pejorative term that was named beforehand <laughs> is no longer existed because nope. you made it. That's the claim. I made a claim five years ago. I'm not calling these guys prior lake anymore until they make the state tournament well it's over did you guys see my tweet yeah their name is prior lake if you know you know yeah yes and this is you look at the eight teams uh they're the best story yeah they got the best uniform coming into the tournament they're gonna get to wear it every game yep right uh maybe i don't know are they in the top half of the bracket the bottom half because they could potentially wear their whites they will be in the um top they're in the top. top So if they go and they, another unseated team makes it to the finals, yes, they could be. They are. Yeah. They could or be the forced to wear the whites. Oh yeah, I suppose yeah. the semifinals. Which Sorry. Very possible. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. We'll get to the jerseys later, but I think they have the best story. Obviously, yes. first time here, best player in the state. Currently, and, best player in the state. No all, questions asked. You know, line. You know, TD timeouts. Blah 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 blah. That's that's. They're the best story. No question about it. Okay, Carl. Can you break down yeah. this team yep. for us? Yeah, can I get my capsule before Tony cannibalizes yes. too much of yes. my content? Sorry. Yes. <laughs> I didn't say any names so, yet. Prior Lake, champions of Section 2 AA, are 18 and 10 coming into this tournament. Uh, they are led, of course, by Alex Bump, the senior uh, presumptive Mr. Hockey. I think we're starting to lean that way. Yeah. He's likely winner, committed to Vermont. He has 75 points this season. Not only uh, committed... Letter of intent Letter signed. Of intent signed. Sorry, yeah. that, it's Sorry, very important one, detail. One yeah, people will yep. people will ask this. I can't tell you how many people were like, "I saw Bob at the game on Wednesday." Why doesn't he play for the Gophers? I yeah. heard that one about four times. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, "Well, he can't play for the Gophers now. He signed a letter of intent, and we confirmed that with his younger sister." Or older, it doesn't older matter. sister, yeah. older sister, older sister, yeah, yeah. who was she on was our on spaces. spaces. This is how you can learn stuff. Come on, spaces, you can find out. <laughs> thank you very okay. much, sister Car- Bump, Hannah, Hannah. Thank anyway, you. Anyway, in addition to Alex Bump, they also have two other great forwards in their top line. Also seniors, Will Schumacher and Sam Rice, both very productive for the season. They have some scoring depth in the likes of Riley Duber, who had a couple big goals in sections. Very big goals. Uh, Jackson Anderson, what their senior defenseman, ha- puts up a lot of points from the blue line as well. And then Trevor Boshi will be the goalie. Um, you know, they this, this team hit its lumps over the course of the season. They had a one and six stretch at one point in December. Uh, we, <laughs> we were saying the, the wheels are off the bus. So what, what's going on here? But they really did stabilize things down the stretch. Again, in that South Suburban Conference with Lakeville South. So not the toughest competition, but they 
got it going, weren't losing bad games. Uh, their power play runs at about 22%, which may not Ugh. sound special. But remember, at midseason, it was about five. Oh, so it's so, trending the right way. Half of the season, it's been, you know, do the math there, probably around 40. So yeah, it's so, <laughs> Coach Pankrantz found something there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, they've been coming on, and then obviously they showed that in sections where they had probably the toughest run of three games of anyone who's in the state tournament to get through sections. Yep. They had to beat Holy Holy Family in the first round. Who they lost to. Uh, during the regular season, yes. And they beat Eden Prairie. Who they, they lost to. Lost, lost to, 4-2. to two. Then took down Chaska in the battle of... You know, Who they lost to. <laughs> they, they didn't play Chaska. But they beat they, them 7-4 in, in sections. They would have lost to... <laughs> <laughs> if they played in December, they would have lost to Chaska. <laughs> but yes. they did, okay. And they beat Chaska, and they're here. <laughs> I, I would argue, and I hate to slam Prior Lake, fun, fun to say oh. those words together. I would argue that they didn't they didn't really have any big wins, and they played Lakeville South two weeks ago. And, and I was there. Yeah. And but, they didn't dominate that game. Which is a little troubling, right? The, mm-hmm. the only saving grace for them. I'm not trying to take the euphoria away. No. But, but when Saturday happened and Alex bumps like 10 out of 10, went to 20 out of 10, it, this is a different team now. It, it, okay. And it just, it, it's Alex bumps team. And that's, it really feels like it, Burnsville from 07. Carl, that's what it feels like when I'm watching these guys. They're on a mission, it's and they are heavy team, senior heavy team, very good. You know, Mr. Hockey player Tyler Barnes would great be the top bear, great top line. They are on a mission right now. I and the forwards, this the forward group the is story just, will be fantastic. Is pounding. If the story would be fantastic, if they were to win state. Now, yeah. Wh- Carl? Go ahead. No, I didn't have anything specific there, so you can go. Me either, but <laughs> uh, I think you look at this team, though, I think the, the big question mark all season long has been the defense, especially beyond Anderson and, and the goaltending, um, bleeding a lot of goals, which they did early in the season. The question is, can that senior front line ta- talent, that momentum, that team of destiny sense overcome that the trouble they've had at the back line? They still bled goals in the section final. Two. They let four in in the section final. This is a team that needs to score five to win a game. It, Whatever game they're playing, if they're playing at the X, it will be an exciting game. Hands down. It'll be an exciting game. Hands down. And, and guess who they're playing? We'll get to that later. Yeah. It's going to be a horse race, that game. It, and they are prime. This is... I would say this team is one of the most excited teams that's going to feed off the crowd more than anybody else. And their crowd is awesome at home. It's awesome at Braemar. It's going to be even, it's going to be a spectacle at at the I think it's going to be a three-section crowd. Yeah, that it'll be, a, it'll be, yeah. it's going to be fantastic. And they've never been before, so it'll be a total mess and no one will know what they're doing and it's going to be great. It's great. <laughs> one of the things that also benefits this team is playing in hockey day. They know what it's like to play and in the big usually hockey state. day is like the curse. Uh, right it now. Is a, they are killing the hockey day curse right now. They're just smashing it. Yeah. Like they should have been the hot dream state. <laughs> dream state. <laughs> they could have killed all the curses. Bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, what makes you the most nervous about this team? Defense, defense. defense. Yeah. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to lock down at some point. I don't. Again, like I said, this is the best story, 
And Carl, I won't stop on your the rest of yours. This was just such a good. This team is the Cinderella story here, and it's odd to say for a high school of two thousand five hundred students that they're a Cinderella <laughs> story. But for Double A's sake, this is Cinderella, and I'm excited for it. Defense is going to be what makes me the most nervous, though. It makes me excited. This uh, when we go back to Dakota, there's not going to be only youth banners. Yeah, there's going to be a high school banner there, and that's cool. That's really cool. Well, and, 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 yeah. and all these haters, I'm in youth rinks a lot. I cannot stand the, yeah, they're really good at youth, but it doesn't translate to high school. It fine, I can just put that thing just like my casino and throw that in the trash, and it's never coming back. Over under two goals in the first game for Alex Bump. I think he's a two. Okay. Vegas would have him at two. It, that's, that's how good Alex Bump is playing right or now. Or he's going to have three points, you know? Yeah, because the way he's setting up Shuey and finding him, he scored nine seconds into the section final. <laughs> nine seconds in. That's how otherworldly playing he is right now. And the TV timeouts is only going to feed his game. Yep, agreed. Okay, agreed. let's move on to 3AA. Who we got, Carl? Well, in 3AA, our champion is Creighton Durham Hall. They are 24-3. and three. They are uh, making their first state of tournament appearance in 13 years. Last game went in 2009. Um, the team was number one for much of the season uh, in our rankings and in most other rankings. So they are not number one in the seeds, which I think we'll get to in a bit. But uh, and this team just has such a, a depth of quality players. And you look at uh, up and down this lineup, you got Drew Fisher and Jake Fisher kind of leading the way. But then you've also got uh, the Sandrials, you got Luke McCarthy, um, Tilla Lepi. Um, Lapai, so Lapai, Lapai. That's okay. You don't call games. <laughs> Rub it in. Rub it in. And then uh, they're on an 18-game winning streak coming into this game. Uh, they have... <laughs> That's just a wow. drop. <laughs> yep. We've got 14 players with over 11 points. 14 players with over 11 points. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Uh, they're uh, averaging 5.67 goals a game. Uh, point of concern potentially is the penalty kill, which is only 70%. Ooh, that's they not great. Ha- nope. They uh, I would say coaching staff. That would be a point of concern. Oh, uh, yeah. I can't yeah. talk about coaching staff. <laughs> it's like Chaska. Chaska yeah, coaching big staff. Big concerns Big there. concern. Major concerns. Red flags. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, they... they I'd say pretty methodically moved through three double A, didn't necessarily blow everyone out, out, but took care of business and wins over Burnsville, Rosemont, and then Eastview. Did not have to play St. Thomas Academy, who was upset. And here they are in the state tournament, you know, on a roll, though they also haven't played a ranked team in two months. So so one thing about the section. That's a great take right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The section final, I will say Nico was right about the score. I was wrong. Nico was right. What did he he say? He called it that it would be a very close game. I said it was going to be more like 4-1, to 5-1. He said like 2-0. Okay. What was the final? 3-0. Okay. So, Nico, you were right. I said I would publicly apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But this team is humming right now. 18-game win streak. They are methodical. They are deep top to bottom, and they have one of the best goaltenders in the state. I'm glad you brought that up. I think their blue line, again, is the thing that's completely overlooked in this team. Oh, Jamison? Mm-hmm. Is, mm-hmm. is Sandrell back there? Yep. 
they they move the puck well. Simon, I think Simon might be the most athletic one of them all. And the thing about their blue line is they break out super well. They, they yeah, because they're all great well, athletes, every and, one of them. And so, uh, you know, when you need to get the puck out of the zone and keep it moving and keep the pace high, this is a blue line that does it. Yeah, absolutely. This is a, this is a special team. Uh, they again, one of those. I, I, I literally, you could make a case for all eight of these teams winning the state tournament. And that's what we're trying to do a little bit here is yeah. kind of paint the case for each team. I agree, but. I agree. The Fisher brothers right now on the top line have an outstanding connection. There's a reason why Drew Fisher's They've a been playing together forever. When people play together forever and they then get to the high school ranks, special things happen. Yep, it's fun to watch. Carl, to watch. what's your kind of take on this team right now? Yeah, you know, I, I don't think they have as much talent, but I, I, I compare how they play to the, the Minnetonka team a few years back at one state. You know, just like this... A perpetual motion machine of you know, great puck control, you know, you know, just great talent up and down the lineup, just keeping things moving fluidly the whole game long. It's, it's really just fun to watch them play. Um, very st- steady. And Marco Bellic is, I think, the X factor that we also need to talk about here. You know, arguably the top goaltender in the AA field when he's on his game. Um, been locked in up for mo- mo- much of the season, deservedly a Brimsec Award finalist. Uh, you, know, you don't see many obvious weaknesses here, and you can see why they were number one for much of the season. The beatdown they put on Edina at Braemar was the what were really they earned their number one seed. We're here. Yeah. Yeah, that was the yeah. we're here moment. We're here. We're, you know, and and Edina skated off that night like a broken team. Yeah. And it was that was really one of those statement wins for this group to really have the confidence going forward. And, yep. And it's proven that way through the rest of the season. The problem is after that Edina game, they're, they're, they played they're, Irondale. Schedule just went they off played the team, Roseville. And, and then all important SEC championship game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I think that will play a factor when you're going to play now, you know, a more skilled team than you have played. In a long time. I think we've made this take before, and we're not on 6AA, but the winner of 6AA, and in this case 2AA, has a huge advantage because they're coming out of such a you know, buzzsaw. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, and this is why I asked Carl in the 1AA, where, where does that fall when you don't get tested in sections? How much mm-hmm. does that affect you? And I, I think it affects you a little bit. Actually, you should be tested to get nervous that you're not going to, you know, not going to win. Right. And that's that's a hard um, pill to swallow if you're down. Yeah. So the surprise here, they did not get the one seed. And my, my question to you guys, do you think that's actually good for them? That they're not suddenly the one with the big target on their back after not playing anyone for two months. And I, for that matter, is... they, they drew Prior Lake, who's you know also kind of the newcomer. If you're green, you're happy you're not the one seed because the one seed means if you win that game, you're forced to play a ranked team. Yeah, and, and that's hard. This is the first year in my memory because in the seeding memory, where seeding didn't matter one bit. All the teams no. were even. Right. No, there isn't an Anoka in this event. There is no Anoka. Um, what What makes you the most nervous about this team, though, Tony? Ah, uh, just their week schedule the last two months. Okay, brutal. Yeah, and I don't think they've seen this this caliber of teams the next for three straight days. What, Will they be ready for it? What makes you nervous, Carl? 
that that's certainly the top thing. Um, they, they have a tendency to bleed a few goals too. We, we commented on this before, but you look at some of their scores over the course of the season. You know, giving up three to White Bear, a couple to Forest Lake, you know, a couple to Champlin. You know, it's it's I, I feel like it's splitting hairs a little bit, but you know, when you're you're looking for weaknesses, that that can be one. They're a pure pure skating team. Mm-hmm. So if a team gets heavy on them, I want to see yep. how that reacts as well. Right. Um, uh, traditionally, we have seen St. Thomas teams not do well I- I- when that happens. And so I- I'd be curious to see um, how this Creighton team, which is in a lot of ways mimics a St. Thomas Finelli team. How did we get there, Carl? How did we get to St. Thomas? I, I really have no idea. Draw coaching how, line how, connections. How did we get there? Every time. We can't <laughs> Every even turn off our camera <laughs> since we're not filming. <laughs> okay. I'm not even four sure how we got there. No. Okay. Yeah, really. Four okay. Let's move on to four double A. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the champion of section four double A is Hill Murray. <laughs> Pioneers entered the tournament with a 23 four and one record. They are the top seed in this tournament, somewhat surprisingly. Uh, they are led by senior forward Dylan Godbout, Wisconsin commit and Mr. Hockey finalist, who had 53 points in the season, which is a lot for a Hill forward. Yeah. Um, That's a new record. <laughs> That's a new record. That'd be a record at Wyzetta. Yes. Straight record. <laughs> Stands for years. Balance. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Uh, so... Balanced attack beyond God, about a bunch of forwards who have uh, piled up a decent number of points as well. Brady Ingebrigtsen, Anthony Madigan. That's the top uh, line. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, you look at, uh, really, I think the strength of this team, though, is, is its defense, where you see Leo Gruba, who's another Mr. Hockey finalist. you got Axel Begley back there. you got Logan Hensler, the sophomore stud. No, freshman. Um, Right, he's a freshman. Freshman, freshman. Okay. yeah, he's freshman. a freshman. Even better. Yeah, he's. This will be our last time we see him. So just he yeah, is. He's, gone. he's so good. He'll be if he wants to leave his home, he will be in the national development program next yeah, year. Yeah, no questions asked. He is an absolute freak. He and Skahan yep. will be gone. Gone. Yep. And that's really just classic Hill Murray, though. Just got those stars on the back line. Uh, you know, two of their top three scorers are are Bagley and Gruba, so they're, they're great back there. Um, They've been uh, on a roll of late coming in. in uh, they really were never seriously tested in the 4AA playoffs. Beat Gentry Academy 7-2, White Bear Lake 5 to nothing. Uh, we're beating some very good teams near the end of the season, like Maple Grove and Moorhead. Uh, yeah. Moorhead. So, yeah, just work uh, them. Mm-hmm. So we've seen this movie before. We've seen he'll go on a roll, playing that heavy defense and scoring enough to get it done. And right now on paper, this team kind of looks just like that. Yeah. Yeah, they they definitely do, and when I saw them last night, it was just textbook Hill. The way Hill Murray started the year when they were at the opener, yep. compared to where they're at right now, it's night and day. And that's that's the blueprint for yeah. Lex. You know, it is. He does not want to win early. He mm. wants to get the thing rolling. Yeah, and he this team, I I wrote them off for dead for a while. And then they just slowly just <laughs> zombied their way back. Lex and I chatted two, three weeks ago. It was the day of the Maple Grove game or the day before the Maple Grove game, whatever that was. And I said, Lex, I think you're uh, peaking a little early. You like to peak the week of the, before the state tournament. <laughs> Are you too early? He goes, well, I don't like to peak. Yeah, I agree. We're a little too early. So should we go out there and lose the Maple Grove tonight? I'm like, I think that would be a good idea. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's funny. But that this blue line is incredible. And the other point from last night, um, the section final against Wyzetta, or not Wyzetta, White Bear Lake. I had Wyzetta still on the head. Um, is that they rolled, they went four, three, two, one. They didn't go one, two, three, four. They go four, three, two, one. Yeah. I heard you make that commentary last mm-hmm. night on the broadcast, and I was like, wow. They got Seidel's out there right now. And, I mean, that's just, he's basically, you know, lipping off. Yeah, to, to oh. wipe her, like, look, I can put my fourth line out here, and they're better than your first line. I can't tell yep. you how many times last night the fourth line was against the first line. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. It, it, it was the don't care. It was the biggest. Don't care. It, it was the biggest. I don't care. Ballsy move against yeah. a rival that, if you know, you know, type it was of thing. Very subtle. It was very mm. subtle, and it was it was well done, well executed. Rub it in. Yeah, I know. But I love it. We've we've documented this before when Wyzetta won the state championship. Their fourth line with Ness was in Tucker uh, Griffin Ness. Griff. Griff. Well, you had a, mm-hmm. you had a so, game winner in like the semis, I think. It, it, and so the team that can roll four like this and, and trust, not just roll, trust. There yes. is so much trust no matter who is out there for Hill right now because they are so methodical. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting uh, collision of if Prior Lake and and uh, Hill ever meet. You know, the collision. Sure. <laughs> like, wow, this is a one line team versus a team, a team team. <laughs> mm-hmm. The only th- thing that I would say about Hill can Hill get into a running gun game? Can Hill play a five to four game if something goes mm. that direction? I don't. Uh, it, that's one I of those un- unknowns. I and and the other interesting. I mean, we're gonna, we're poking holes here, but uh, yes. But the other interesting thing is, I haven't seen Jack Erickson get tested either. It, right? I wouldn't no. say that he played outstanding. He had a he, shutout last night. He, he had a shutout, but it, it was there Didn't was. Have, weren't there a couple breakaways too? Or there was there was a couple. One very where you said the old driver. He should have used the he used the nine iron so the driver. driver. He just fired yeah. over the net or something like the, that. There was several moments where like it was like okay, if White Bear was there, that would have been a goal. You know, it, yep. where just the way he saved things, it was like uh, okay, more skilled team. This could have been in a different game. Correct. It, and so that's what makes me. I'm poking a hole here, but it's just like. Can they get into that slugfest? They haven't done that. When was the most goals that they've given up recently? I know, but the slugfest would have happened against Moorhead or or Maple Grove, and it didn't happen. So I, yeah, I, to me, I don't have any fear that they're not going to win. I mean, when we get to the pickums, I'm picking them. That's the easiest pick ever. Plus, they're yeah. angry, angry, angry team. These kids were last year. Because of last year. Mm-hmm. They, they gave up three to Moorhead. They gave up four, four to Grand Rapids. Four to Moorhead. So four, 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 four to Moorhead and four to Grand Rapids. So it's happened. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think Grand All Rapids right. tie wasn't a great result. So there, there were a few on the but Didn't they shut out Maple Grove? They, they shut out Maple that's Grove. That's the one I remember. The, the three rip. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the point that I have is they they tied Rapids in a high-scoring game. They, uh, they beat Moorhead in overtime. So if they start letting in goals – can they keep running away with it, or is that where it gets close? So that's the knock that I have with these guys. Okay, 
Let's move on to 5AA. All right. The champions of Section 5AA are Maple Grove. They went 21-6-1 on the season. We're the two-seed in 5AA, but came out, um, I think, still to no one's surprise. Uh, they're led by Landon Gunderson, her junior forward, who had 72 points this season. That the, is passing the, machine, the passing yeah, machine. Yes. <laughs> this is the yeah. passing machine. The passing machine. 19 goals and 50-some <laughs> assists. And then uh, the people he's, are here, he's passing two are Finn Brink and Josh Giuliani. Uh, they're two senior forwards on a, a very potent top line there. Uh, they, this is a team that, with, that doesn't have a ton of scoring depth. They, uh, they do have Danny Nelson, versatile sophomore who has played some forward and some D this year and is dominant wherever he is. Um, and then they've also got Luke Margino, uh, who put up uh, 28 points as a def- defenseman also. Margino. Uh, Margino. Margino. They've... Uh, Averaging 5.18 goals a game. They have the best power play in the state tournament field at 36%. Whoa. Did you say so five it, goals a game? Yep. Wow. So it, it's, you can see how it really revolves around this top unit for this team. Uh, they are putting up a ton of points, especially on the power play. And when they are on their game, they are tough to beat. Uh, as I said, they beat Rogers in the section final 4-2. Uh, to two. Also steamrolled a pretty decent centennial team. So are in good shape coming out of 5AA and really have been one of the hotter teams down the stretch. Uh, you know, that, that hill loss aside, there have really been some eye-popping scores where they you know, beat up on Grand Rapids, they beat up on Hermantown. Uh, they've really shown that they can be a, a force to, to be reckoned with here. They split with Andover yep. and lost mm-hmm. the only meeting with Rogers, right? And lost the Centennial. Well, uh, until sections, yes. Yes, this was the, the only meeting before sections, right? Yes. Because they didn't win their conference. They didn't get the number one seed, right? No. Yeah, nope. so they had a little little uh, grit in their team at the end. Yeah. Okay, so their forwards, this Finn Brink is incredible, and he's great on the power play. Like, when you're watching their power play, because they'll have a couple probably, Finn Brink is the person to key on for them. Yeah, well, he's quick. He's got great hands. Plays on the half wall for it. Yeah, he's he's quite the player. You know what's interesting about this team? There's a kid playing in like South Dakota, Sioux Falls Power, named Wyatt Olson, who didn't make the varsity last year, left the program. He's a Denver commit now, <laughs> right? Imagine if Wyatt was on this team, how much better they would be. I just gotta throw that out there. It's just it's interesting how deep this program is. And and you know, some teams sometimes you lose a division one player out of your roster. You you tumble. Ah, they're just they're just humming along right so now. So let me tell you a story about a small school that lost a Division One player. Okay, oh, up I'm in Duluth. Right now. I'm getting nervous. Up in Duluth, okay, right, four yeah. bear left. Okay, yeah, and they were still fine. Yeah, right, Carl. Mm-hmm. Who? <laughs> four bear. Four. Derek Forbert. 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 Derek Forbert. Forbert. Now, now we're getting pronunciation. Now you're getting pronounced. Okay, I'm walking away. Yeah, walk out. Walk yeah, out. You're, we're, we're, we're pretending that last two, well, 20 seconds didn't happen. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I have now ticked Carl off enough. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, so let's keep talking about this Maple Grove uh, team. They've, they've got a strong goalie. Toby Hopp has um, had some games where he has made, had to make a lot of saves and some of their big wins and did. So he's been playing well. The only thing is when this team has one team, uh, one player out, they play completely different hockey 
but they are completely healthy right now. Are you referencing when Gunnarsson was out? When Gunnarsson was out, um, Giuliani has been out yep. at points. And, and, you know, those you can point to close games for uh, Maple Grove. But when they're all together, this team is completely different. Right. Um, what was I going to say? I The one knock that I have is the, the D, is Danny... He is a program player type mm-hmm. of thing, yeah. but he's not always a forward, or he's not always a defenseman. He sometimes is a forward. And this is his first year on D? Yeah. Well, officially, yeah. Officially. Yeah. And it's and he's playing top-line minutes because he is a stud, too. Yep. And so that that makes me nervous. Whenever you have four forwards out there, Yeah. It, it's always... Makes Different. It just makes me nervous for big meetings like this. And Edina has a way of running two-on-ones on teams. Yep. And that's one of those things. Okay. Um, nothing really makes me that nervous about this team other than uh, they haven't gotten over the top. They've never been to a championship game. Right. They made it to the semifinals last year. Arguably one of the best semis in my memory. Yeah. In the past 10 years, easily one of the best semis that we yeah. all didn't get to go to. Yeah. Yeah, wow. That would have been. It was great on TV. Had that place been full, that would have been one of just that third period. I mean, I, granted, the East Edina games were, were great because there was an upset happening, but this wasn't an upset game. We're talking, it was just a clash of the Titans with EP and Maple Grove that night. Yeah. Um, what's your expectations with this team, Carl? You've had them at various points in the rankings. Yeah, and I'm relatively high on them right now. I think I was at the very start today and at the very end. They've kind of come full circle. Um, yeah, if I had to pick my three teams most likely to win the tournament, if I had to do this before I saw the draws, I probably would have said Hill, Edina, and Maple, and Maple Grove. So I think that they're playing that well right now. The only... They're a hard team for me to react to because I saw them absolutely demolish Andover and lay an egg against Hill Murray, all within a matter of a yeah. week. You know, and, and so it's very hard for me to put a litmus test on where I see this team right now because they, both of those games happened at the end of the season. It'll be a great first-round game, too. We'll Excellent. Get to, we'll get to that later in the show. Tease. We'll get, tease. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is enough about Maple Grove. Speaking of... Teasing. teasing. Let's move on to six double A. And the champions of six double A are Edina with a record of twenty and eight. And the, coming out of six double A is the two seed. They are led by Trey Fetchko, their top scorer, had forty points this year. He is the senior in an Arizona State commit. Uh, they've also got Jimmy Clark, his, his sidekick, who's uh, right there with him, thirty-six points, a junior and a Minnesota commit. And Willie Johnson rounds out that top line. Also have. I would argue possibly the, top, the tops, the most intimidating second line in, in the tournament field with uh, Jackson Nevers, who's a sophomore beast, and Matt Vandervoort, who's a real sniper. Uh, have a really solid defensive core, and like many Dyna defenses, they're not going to put up a ton of points, but they do have Wyatt Worst back there. They've got Caden Morgan, Henry Whitliffe, Eddie Revening, you know, just a really deep group. And then Robbie Klarkowski in goal has ha- had four straight shutouts, so he is on fire. 
And uh, those shutouts included uh, one to nothing over Wyzetta and four to nothing over Benilde in in section. So two very good teams. And another and, Wyzetta uh, last Saturday. Right. Two, two, two Saturdays ago. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So this is a team that, you know, they, they had their, their lumps earlier in the season. Uh, they had also had their moments when they looked like the best team in the stage, like they could outscore anyone. And then, you know, Tony labeled them the Randy Moss. They played when they want to play. But they, <laughs> <laughs> but they play when they want to play. <laughs> but late, lately they've been playing uh, <laughs> on a roll, and they're playing that lockdown, Kirk Giles, tough defensive style, and they're in good shape. Um, hmm. Well, well can I talk about that section final for one second too? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That they came out with an agenda and they instituted it and they did not look back either. Tell me about it. I, I just, no, I just kept checking the, the feed and seeing that they were winning and they were up by more than two goals. I was like, wow, Brunel is struggling to put points on the board. What was the key to their success stopping? So uh, Nevers was a big key to that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they put three people on the blue line, their defensive blue line. When Benil tried to enter, there was always a man on him. Always a man on him. Never a clean shot. And Yakish and Sarslin played too many minutes. Really? Yeah. It, they just stayed out there, and they got frustrated. Sarslin had a bad penalty at the end of the um, or in the second period cross-checked and took the net completely off too yep. threw it into the um, the boards on the cross-check but yeah it was um, Edina came in with an attitude and they knew exactly what they were doing and, and they just controlled it and they it, they did that in the Wyzetta game they, they had a game plan they knew it was going to be close and that's what they did, and that's Edina is bought into Kurt Giles. It feels like right now. Tell me about just before we move off of this game. But tell me about the physicality. Who won the who won on who won the game on the boards? Edina had to have out physical. Yeah, them. yeah, they did, and I mean that stems from you know their their D is just so solid, just consistent. You know, worst might be the biggest of the names on that. Yeah. But he's Cade also Morgan's a big, big kid too. Exactly. And both of them like and I've said it before, worst fills out his jersey. Yeah. He's a big Caden's not far behind. And he's not. And this is it's also a team that realizes what they have in their in their two forward lines too. Right. And they right. they rely on it. And it was it was kind of funny. It was textbook Edina hockey. It was two on ones, like I said, going down. And the cool thing about Edina is, in most two on one circumstances, the the player tries to pass the puck. Edina players don't pass when there's no pass there. Edina players shoot, and right. Edina players score that way too. And it, it's very it's hard to stop. And when it's on, it's really really good. And that's what it is right now. They're playing their best hockey at this point in the season. And, and they found a black hole in the middle of the season. There is no doubt about that. Right. And, and this was not – they came into a game which they got run out of Braemar earlier in the year against Benilde, and then, boom, just destroyed them. Two things. We talked about – we talked about – both of these topics I'm going to talk about on our spaces uh, on Thursday night. One is Robbie Klarkowski's four shutouts. Yep. Is, we, we brought that up. But if somehow he can 
you know, string together a stutz, they called it on, on the spaces, get, get three shutouts in a row. I don't think anyone's ever done that. I mean, that would be, you'd have to check the record. This Nobody could, has. This could go back to World of Eichla, you know, well, Eichler when never they played ha- eight-minute periods, but, you know. Uh, but Eichla didn't have three shutouts in the state, though. He didn't. Okay. No, okay. only Greg Stutz did for Centennial. Okay, so that that's my point. I mean, what Robbie could be pulling off something historic here. And, and uh, I want to give a lot of credit to the D. Too. It's okay. not just Robbie here. Agreed. Just it, like Centennial, right? Just like Centennial. It's not just Stutz, okay. okay? And it's not just Klarkowski. This D is doing a really good job at getting the puck away from him yep. and just knowing where everything is. And Klarkowski is, I mean, he's six, what, four? Six, three or six, four, yeah. He's a big kid. And you have to realize, you know, that you're playing a tall goaltender. And that tall goaltenders is a different breed because, you know, they go down quicker. They cover the whole bottom. It, it, you don't get a wraparound on a tall goaltender. It's tougher. That's for sure. And I can't remember my second point now. I totally got cut off. I, that's because I'm good at it was talking. on spaces. What else were we talking about with Edina? Um, someone brought it up. I can't remember what we talked about. Carl, what's your takes on Edina right now? Yeah, you know, as I was saying earlier, they're they're really on a roll. They're playing classic Kirk Giles hockey. Uh, they're just locking down. I think they look very good. Uh, points of concern, I guess. There's there's been a track record of when things get get off for this team. They get really off. So if something snaps, then they lose the the momentum here, and the train goes off the tracks. Maybe they go far off. Um, but so that's probably the biggest concern. But right now they look like a freight train. I remember what it was. We talked about their their schedule from like whatever we call it, December fifth, sixteenth, or whatever mm-hmm. the, the yes. Dyna Classic was through the Hockey for Life, through Creton and Lakeville South. They played like you know a ton of games with very little rest, and then you have Christmas break, and then we have two or three days off. They had very little. I'm not trying to yeah. be a a, a Dyna apologist here, but they played a ton of hockey games without any rest and any practice. Right now, they're playing very few, fewer and fewer games with a lot of rest in between. I think that bodes for the, well for them uh, coming in the state tournament. Now, can we all agree that they got jobbed in the seating meeting yes, today? For sure, yeah. 100%. Because, I mean, they beat Lakeville South. They beat Hill Murray. Um, they beat um, Maple Grove. Uh, Maple Grove um, they beat Prior Lake, yeah. too. Like, what what more do they need to prove in this? And, I, and the last thing, as a as a uh, historian of youth hockey and high school hockey, the last thing you want to do is piss off Edina because that's a bad <laughs> yeah. version. They sting you, I'm telling you. They sting. I, yep. I, I don't know. It was probably year two, year three of YHH. I picked against them something, and man, Uh-oh. I never heard the end of it. And so I've I made a proclamation. Proclamation. I was like, I'm ne- when it's 50 50, never pick against your dad. Don't give him any more, you the know. The house always wins. Yeah, they're the house. Like, yeah, yep, picky Dinah. Like, oh, I always picky Dinah. Some lady accused me of being from a Dinah because I pick them all the time. Like, oh, I'm not picking oh, against no. them. This is for my own security. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I don't need anyone coming after me. Yeah. In a, I, in a G Wagon. Yeah. You know? I, I don't need to park at the bubble. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I think the the only knock I have against Edina is if the goals start coming in if for whoever they're playing, can they go, okay, we can respond to this? When you're on a shutout streak, I, that's a nerve-wracking thing. 
when goals start coming in the other way. But that's just a take on that. Okay, let's go to 7AA. Andover, right. Carl. Yeah, Andover is the champion of 7AA. They went 22-5-1 this season, or the top seed in 7AA. They are led by the dynamic junior duo of Caden Casey and Gavin Thorson. Both had over 60 points this season. Uh, their line mate is Cooper Conway, who uh, was hurt for a while, also a junior, but also a very productive player. Uh, got Logan Granvik, who's a solid Gravnik. Uh, forward. Gravnik. It's P- Peter's handwriting is a mess here. I'm just okay. It's, yeah, that's we fine. Also, it's we also need to mention here, it's really adorable that Peter writes out these little <laughs> previews of the games. It's, it's just And then types pre- it. Precious. And he did a wonderful yeah. job so far. Yeah. yeah they're yeah. lovely, but yeah, it's, it's great info, but. Yeah, he's yes. like an old man. He, he, he writes an old it man. and then types. If he if if, he, if a typewriter were allowed, he would use a typewriter. <laughs> yes. we'll, have to, we'll have to get him one for Christmas next. Yeah, year. that's a good idea. We won't tell him. This will be a no, surprise. No. Yeah, you'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, uh, just a couple of great defensemen on Andover too. Weston Knox being, uh, you know, someone who snub uh, was going to be a Mr. Snub. finalist. Complete snub. snub. Yeah, real solid senior defenseman, and then Kyle Law, his uh, compatriot back there, also been really solid. And they've got uh, another uh, Frank Bribsack Award finalist in goal. We have all three of them in, in the tournament this year. First time ever. Yeah, yeah that's great. And yeah. Austin Austin Bronze is his name. He uh, has 1.72 goals against, 9.27 save percentage, bunch <laughs> of shutouts. Um, Every time you read these team breakdowns, it's like crazy. It's like okay, the cream is rise. Yeah, well, to the I, top. I skip over the boring stuff. I mean, their power play is twenty two percent. Shrug. But yeah. no, even still, like you can't make Anoka look good that year. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry, you can't well, make Isaac Johnson and Isaac Johnson. And yeah, Johnson yeah. And We've and seen yeah. some Lakeville teams that stunk, stunk. Okay, this yeah. is not the case Especially right in now. Your guys is high school. Era. They yeah. were brutal. brutal. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. They're like last place team in the late conference. Remember yeah. that? When Shakopee made it to the tournament? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brutal. Brutal. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's, it's their, their third straight appearance in the tournament. Um, giving up just 1.7 goals a game. Solid defensively. They rolled through the first two rounds of uh, a thin 7AA. And then, uh, you know, I think but maybe a mild surprise, at least to some of us, really handled Grand Rapids quite well in, in the section final, beat them 3-1, and uh, outshot them by a lot in the early phases and held on after that. To get I that got win. Cassettas coming my way from Willie P. Uh, yeah, and I picked this one wrong, just foot mm-hmm. in mouth. I thought after watching this game, um, they were the better team in, at IRA, and they were not at when it mattered. No, Rapids just in the section final, they never – ever showed up. And I think here's my take and Carl you can correct me on this is the puck moved very fast on the NA, uh, on the NCAA ice. It moved fast, the boards were bouncier and maybe that's it. In a more of a non-skilled team, you know, a team that needs to rely on hits and you know, I just don't think it happened for yeah, them. Maybe and Cooper yeah. Conway being back obviously is Helps. such a difference maker because it mm-hmm. limits that, the that De- adds speed to their second line when you put Gravdick there. And it limits yep. the DeMar's line. Yeah. It, it, and so I maybe think that's that it. maybe that's it. Well, I was or oh, we're not oh, we're talking about I was <laughs> uh in Grand East Grand Forks 
with the preparation of doing my interviews on the way through to Hermantown, who had already punched their ticket. And I was hoping Fergus Falls would lose so I wouldn't have to go back two hours. And I was hoping. <laughs> no otters. I was hoping yeah. Grand <laughs> Rapids otters. would win. And guess what? They both lost on Thursday night, and I just trucked it over to Hermantown. Yep. Um, okay. Carl, did you have any other takes on the section final? We were both there. Yeah, it seemed like Rapids was really sloppy. It seemed like they did not rise to the moment, and Andover being in their third straight section final and having won two in a row, they felt really comfortable in in those shoes. You know, it was a total role reversal of, you know, Andover a few years back. Um, they just looked like the team that was meant to be there and in control. And, and I mean, things got a little a little shaky down the stretch. I mean, Rapids finally poured it on in the third, but they, they held up pretty well, considering... So one of the things about Andover this year is they played the best first period of hockey or, or single period that I had ever uh, like seen all year. They worked Centennial in the first period um, at home when I saw them play, and I would say that mimicked the working that they did in the 17-3 in shots in the first period against Grand Rapids. This is a team that when they want to turn it on right away, they can just hold you down and they yeah, will and suffocate you. I mean, did, did Rapids touch the puck in the first period? It did not feel that way. <laughs> I mean, those three shots could have been Andover shooting on themselves yeah, by accident. I, I, I think there were two. Yeah, I was I was a bitter person. And wasn't wasn't there you only goal were. an own goal by Andover? Yeah, yep. It, it was it was an ugly goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, but to move on with Andover, this is a top line that is I think one of the best lines in the state. You have two outstanding D and. Kyle Law and Weston Knox. And the other thing is Mark Manny is used to having two outstanding D. We've seen this before with uh, Y Kaiser and Mitchell Wolf. And so it, and TV timeouts are, is going to benefit this team because one of those players is going to be on the ice at every single shift. And that's what's going to make this Andover team tough to punch out. That's why these games are going to be great. I think we're going to get some overtimes. I think so, too. Just not three overtimes. Then I don't want to get into that mess. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Remember the Lakeville South EP game? Yeah. Yeah. Ruined my dinner plans. It was really annoying. Oh, that part. Yeah, but I'm just talking about... Yes, you know, I do not. We don't need that Jefferson Minnetonka thing thing relived where you play the next day. No, no. You play overtime, get her done. Yeah, you keep playing until somebody... Until there's a winner. Yeah. Um... Carl, what do you like about this team right now? Uh, you know that, that that top line is just so fluid. I think their their puck control is you know it's kind kind of in the same category as Cretan, where they're going to just hold out the puck, control the game, feel real fluid and steady. Uh, if, on the flip side, you know they have had a few games where they, and even even in the section final where they control play a lot but don't necessarily score a ton. It's so a Lakeville popped, South type of curse. Yeah, so if Rapids had popped one, you know. Or just some, even some little fluke bit of luck early on there. That would have been a totally different game, even though Andover seems to be in total control. So that's that's my concern there. Um, I don't know what type of fans Andover is going to bring to. I uh, yeah. The last two years, this is team three years in a row now. The last two years, they you know they were on spring break the first year. Yep. And last year. go last year. And well, so. We're waiting. We need a performance out of them. We need a performance out of them. We we, that's That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, is, calling out their fans Huskies. right now. Got yeah. to show up. Got to show up. I mean, Coach Manning, you're in the high school. I mean. Yes. Is, are you at least. You Let's know, start handing out flyers. Yeah. 
Just, you know, hey, tonight, big party down in St. Paul. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, be there. We need there. a band. We need a guy in a husky suit. We need things. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's my hope because they play the night game, and it's, you know, when more people stick around for the night game, it, it makes a very in, exciting. In high school, even when I was in high school, it's a little bit of a mob mentality. Like, you know, it's oh, yeah. where everyone's oh, going, sure. right? Like, it's a total just, mob mentality. You know what I mean? You go to the football game tonight? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not going to go. All of a sudden, there's nobody there, you know? Oh, I, I went to a third place game once, and, like, people are like, oh, I'm going. I was the only one there. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll um, lead the T-O-M-M-I-E-S, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's it just alone. just bring bring a, bring a you know, student section. Just want to see that uh, because you guys are a very, very proud program right now. Yeah, we want to see it. And we want to see it and the, keep the tradition alive type of thing. Okay, let's go to 8AA, Carl. All right, the champion of 8AA is the Moorhead Spuds. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Spuds win 21-6-1 this past season. Uh, they have a top line that is right up there with a bunch of these great top lines. <laughs> and in fact, uh, they've got almost 180 points between the three of them, which might be the most of any single top line here. Holy cow. Uh, um, those uh, players on that line... Gavin Lindbergh, senior forward. Mr. Hockey uh, finalist. Yes. Uh, Carson Triggs and then junior Harper Bentz. Uh, they've also got a fourth forward who's been pretty productive in Aaron Ryerson and anchoring their second line. So good. He is very good. Yep. Then they've got uh, a solid defense led by Joe Grammer and 23 points back there. Some UNO commit. Then they got uh, Kai Weigel in net. Uh, this team is probably the second best power play in the tournament at 31.9%. That's really good. Um, not surprising when you know who's on that top unit. Um, <laughs> it, it, they do give up some goals. It, their goals against was 2.57, which is uh, just right behind Prior Lake for the second most in the AA field. Uh, but they've only lost once over the past two months, been really on a roll. And that was the hill. Marched, mm-hmm. And they marched through the 7AA uh, or 8AA tournament too, uh, taking down. St. Michael Albertville and uh, Elk River. And a scrappy Elk River team that stuck, stuck around for a little while, but ended up winning that game 8-4, to four too. Tony, uh, you want to talk about that? Somebody was at that game. Yeah, that, wanna... was, that was a way closer game than 8-4. to four. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I thought Elk River went down 2 nothing, and then, bam, scored two goals. And then in the second period, they, they just every time Moorhead would score – Elk River would answer. I thought it was a pretty exciting game. Um, it got my uh, blood going pretty quick. Um, uh, I thought there were, the score was like five to four at the end of the second period, and this kid named Pillich, he had just scored to make it five to four, and then got a breakaway. <laughs> you know, literally like eight, you know, about 30 seconds later and could have tied it 5-5 going into the wow. third. And they had way, they had a ton of great A's early in the third period to tie it 5-5. Once they got to 6-4, it was like slowly but surely you could just feel it, it erode away. There was a sequence, and I was on the in the penalty box, so I was sandwiched between both boxes at the MAC. There was a sequence where Elkhorn was, you could just feel him running out of gas. They had last chance, they had, they had, 
They did not have last change, but yeah, they took no. last change no. on two consecutive shifts because they were so discombobulated, <laughs> and the refs just felt bad for him and let him have it. And and Ammerman oh. and Kunkka were like, what are you doing? They don't get any more changes. And it was on the other end. It was in their sure, D zone. Sure. And they were like, what? You know, why not? It was it was one of the funniest exchanges there. I'm like, well, yeah, it looks like they get last change again, you know. But it was almost like they didn't care. Like, we got a two-goal lead, and then the seventh goal, I believe, they scored was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Stockman's making these huge saves. They're missing wide open nets, and then finally they scored. It was like, it was like, it was almost like the Elk River fans were like, "Thank God they put the horse out of its misery because they knew it was <laughs> over." You know, yeah, but yeah. for two and a half, two and three quarters of that game, give Elk River credit. They, I have a whole bunch of respect for their staff and their community and their players. They, they really did well this year, especially late. They all kicked their so coverage. They really did, and they, they need to be uh, given that hat. You know, hats off to them. And what I and. I, and again, Sam Stockman let in eight goals because I don't think it was an empty netter, obviously. That's a big number for him. And what they did was they basically stood in front of him. They owned his space. And I think three, maybe four of the goals, he didn't even see the puck go in the net. He was so screened. Wow. So there's my take on, on that game. So, But I, I think, you know, we, we gloss over, we talk about a little bit point leaders, but I think the key to this team is their depth and their D. I mean, we, you talk about Joe Grammer, but, you know, you leave out Joe Schiller and Colby Creer, mm-hmm. uh, Andrew Searles. Andrew Searles, this is, I, yeah. I, I'm not, I don't think that he ever really played uh, on a double A team. <laughs> um, and here he's earned his way all the way through, and now he's playing big minutes for the Spuds. And he's big, too. He's 6'2", like 190 pounds, something oh, like wow. that. So he's a he's a big kid. There's just a lot of depth. Like, there's 6D Dalton Song. That kid's playing top four D minutes pretty wow. much anywhere in the state. So I think that's the key to their team is they're they're both they're two hundred foot defenders. They're not these you know flashy you know end to end type defenders, no. but they got skill and they and they know their role. It's a fun fun team. I fully expect to see them in this in the state final. Fully expect them to be there. Uh, I would say I agree with you. This is a team that knows – every player knows their role on this team. Absolutely. And that's a dangerous team to play right now when they are very comfortable just playing. They're, they're not doing anything beyond their means. Correct. Correct. Carl, what's your take on Moorhead right now? Yeah, again, very solid team. You love that top line. They're going to be super productive. You do worry a little bit about the number of goals they've bled. You know, it's been more than many of the other teams here, so – if there's a point of concern, that's it. But certainly a team that could be playing on Saturday night. Winning f- on Saturday night, it's it's Moorhead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I see this as one of those years. Here's a sidebar up in the lobby on Thursday. And uh, we'll call him a grandpa from one of the top three players on that front line. Sure. Said to me, did you know, I think that the uh, first line for Moorhead is the either the best or the most productive amount of points or whatever. And I said, well, I don't know. I think the top line in the world is doing pretty well with two guys with 70 points. He's like, I should rephrase that. The best line in double A. <laughs> you sounded like Chris Farley doing a Tommy Boy impression. Yeah, yeah that was. So it was a little bit Tommy Boy, that was. I should rephrase that. Right. That guy in a little coat. <laughs> oh, so. but, yeah, this is a top line that is – 
it's clicking. It, it's not a two-line top line. It, it, you could argue that Warroad's top line, they can put anybody with Shagabe and Gardner. Anybody. And it's going to click. This is a top oh line that's, you know, Edina is a two-player top line. This is a three-player top line. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and Lindbergh has been playing as an assist man all year. He's been a smallish player his whole career. He's six foot one, maybe six foot two. <laughs> he has grown up really well, and he's going to be a great college player someday. How I'm many, telling you right now, that's going to be a great college player. How many Mr. Hockey candidates do we have in this tournament? Uh, a lot. I, I'm going to have to do the um, math on it. So Fisher, um, Gardner, uh, um, Lindbergh, uh, both Hills, so five on that. You then have bump, bump six, six. Yeah, Sarsland didn't make it, and um, Strand didn't make it. Make it. Seven, eight. And what are you missing? Are we missing? Okay, I'll I'll look that up. But keep Barrett Hall. Barrett Hall didn't make it. Didn't yeah. make it. And um, somebody keep talking about I don't know, more but head. it's a lot. Head, more head, more head, more head, more head. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, you are not good at this. All right. Do you uh, want to get to? I'll ask Carl what makes him nervous about the spuds. Carl. Yeah, uh, defense, defense um, and goals. Uh, Joey Del Greco picking up goals. Right. Ah, uh, yes. So six in, four out. Six, six in. And all three goaltenders. Yep. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You know, but anyway, you know, you give up eight, no, oh, four goals to Elk River, four to Hill Murray, uh, four to Warroad, four to Grand Rapids, four to Fargo Davies. You know, there are, there are a lot of games they've played where they've given up some goals. Four to St. Thomas, four to St. Michael Albertville. But they win them. Seven to Rozo. They didn't win that one. But they didn't <laughs> win that one. But yeah. in the high scoring games, they, they can play it. They can play it, and, and I think that mm-hmm. they're comfortable in that. And yes, yeah, it makes they're, me nervous. And you know what? Uh, these guys play well on the road. They're a good hotel team. Uh, they came down to hockey for life, stayed in a hotel two nights, and did well. You know, my only knock on them is two years ago. Us three could not have been higher. <laughs> Tell me about it. Uh, you sure uh, were? Uh, on Moorhead. Oh, my God. And, and they came in, and I'm sorry, sorry, Colin Guest, but your team laid an egg, egg. an effing egg. Uh, they egg. left their eggs in their pants. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing and cracked. Nothing cracked. You needed the Messiah <laughs> out there. God, that is one of the baddest takes ever. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> yeah. So... It, that's my only fear. Is that that could be that type of performance again? It's either a state final team or it's a eggs in your pants team. Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. And that makes me nervous. Okay, huh. that's single A. Let's move on to Class A hockey, um, and let's let's give a brief recap on one A. Okay. Yep. So um, Peter is no help here. He just has a snide comment that I can't read on the air. Yep. One <laughs> A. The champion of Section 1A is New Prague. They were the four-seeded 1A, so a surprise entrant. They a, went, a really bad four-seed. They should have yeah, been a yeah. two. They yeah. went 11, they are 11, 15, and two, which is not yep. great. With but losses to Kennedy. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You lost to the 11th seed in, in Section 2A. Two A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But this is their third state appearance, first in seven years. They knocked off a, a top 10 team in Northfield in double overtime in the section semis. They also beat Elbert Lee. Uh, 
got a few players. We'll just mention their names. John Schmidt and Will Anderson are their leading scorers. They've got a freshman named Luke Portner who scores some. Uh, Carter Puente is their goaltender. Um, so obviously they've seen a lot of, of, of pucks in net, considering who they've played and, and how their season has gone. But uh, here they are. They're at state, and uh, they get from town. Johnny Schmidt, that's a blast from the past. He was a tryout kid who made the Bantam Elite League four years ago, three or four years ago, and he just worked his bag off in the tryouts. I'm like, who's this kid from New Prague? Let's put him in the league, and he performed well. It's good to see him. That's good to hear that. I like hearing that name. So, Yeah, um, this will be one of the only times that you'll ever hear the whole X rooting for Hermantown, probably. Um <laughs> Um, so yeah, this is a team a weird game. <laughs> that has some off season, uh, off ice stuff following them and baggage coming into the tournament. Yep. And so, um, not to completely start off with a knock, but it's that's, fine. And I think the snide mark maybe that Peter has in there, we're, we're choosing as YHH not to write a preview of theirs and we will not do an interview yeah. of theirs. Uh, that is. That is not what Peter's comment Okay, was, all right, but, yeah. sorry. Well, we're, we won't be doing an interview of a new Prague person, so a player for our 15 questions in 60 seconds. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, this is uh, the upset over Northfield shows that they Give can, credit. you know, win a game and beat a clearly better team. Northfield had a great season. Their points were incredible this year, and I really liked their top line. And so they can show that they can slow down a top line. So this is a team that has that ability, and they do play a tougher schedule compared to the rest of the Class A bracket. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the off-ice stuff is going to be – the Boo Birds will be out. Yes, they um, will be. At the X, and it's – it's how they respond to to that. Every walk up that they have, saying hi to mom and dad, will be booed. Is my yeah. guess. Uh, it'll be interesting if that does happen at the state tournament. I doubt it will. I think people are in such a good mood at the tournament. I don't think it's not really a social activism uh, platform, and it never has been in my forty years, fifty no. years of the tournament. Um, and we're not trying to make big, huge statement. We're just saying, hey, we just don't support that behavior. No, we just do not. So yeah. So, I haven't seen these guys play in person. Looking forward to it uh, just to see yeah. what type of team beat Absolutely. Northfield. But Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, by the way, just one last thing on New Prague. Someone called us out on our podcast for having the New Prague jersey on. Whoever that was obviously got blocked. But anyone who thought that, uh, and didn't, you need to listen to the show. That would be like, if you know, you know. Listen to the show and you know that we aren't supporting uh, of that behavior one bit. Nope. Not even one bit. Okay, let's move on to 2A, which is kind of funny that 2A went chalk this year. Yes, it, it, pretty <laughs> much, didn't it? Except for the Hutchinson win over yeah, the, the Breck. Nine, the nine beat the eight. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it? Every other game f- fell chalk? Every other game wow, fell chalk. Wow, the crazy section that who knows what's going to happen. happen. And it all went chalk. Chalk. That, that is... One of the more weird things to me, just reading those scores all year. 
Well, I went out, obviously, a Minneapolis guy went out with the Minneapolis parents after the game at the tailgate over on 60th and Nicollet after the game Thursday night, race back from the St. Cloud, from St. Cloud, and we, I brought it up. I'm like, you guys are lucky you didn't have to play Breck. He goes, we never beat Breck. They were our kryptonite. So they were actually yeah. happy. They didn't, well, you know, St., you know, Creighton wanted to play St. Thomas. Yep. Minneapolis did not want to play Breck. <laughs> well, they were in, in rejoice mode. Maybe they, maybe the players did, but these were just the parents saying, yeah, they were just, just the weird. He said that when they lost to him, it was just, he goes, what could go wrong did go wrong. But, you yeah. know, everything was one of those games that we just, nothing went right, you know. Okay, can we first talk about Minneapolis, Tony? What does this mean to you guys, the alumni? That's everything. I mean, I, I've gotten tons and tons of texts from from guys that I skated with, uh, guys that played in in a program at some point, whether it be from the Roosevelt guys that I, I played a lot of junior golf with the Roosevelt guys. Uh, those guys have been texting uh, Washburn people that I've know that either live in Bloomington or not. I mean, it, it's been great, and I, and I think the crowd uh, Thursday night will be. Something special. You're going to see a lot of Edison jackets and Southwest jackets. You'll see a lot of uh, Washburn jerseys. It's, it's going to be really cool to see uh, that community come out. And it, it means a lot to the community of Minneapolis, who's, as you know, you live there, Danny. Yeah. There's, there's, been a, there's been a lot of struggle. We have a, they're going to at least one night where uh, we'll forget about all the struggles going on in Minneapolis and just sit back and watch them play hockey. It's been a bad little bit of time, year yeah, a plus. Yeah, years. So. And, but it was really cool. Like today I was getting um, getting meat at Lowry Hill Meats for the uh, dinner that you're not invited to, Tony. Yep. Um, but it, it, it was cool to, like, there was a coach, a Minneapolis youth coach with um, his son, I presume, obviously, and, you know, wearing jackets and is like, you going on Wednesday? And, and, oh, yeah, we got a district game, but we'll try to make it over after, you know, type of thing. And it's just like, it's yeah. Gonna be, it'll be a, a great crowd. It'll be a great crowd. Well, let's talk about the team. Uh, yeah. I've seen this team a number of times. Um, obviously, Hanson runs through it, but, you know, Carl – has the write up. Let's hear the write up. Thank you. The so waving. <laughs> Champions of Section 2A are 21, 6, and 1. You don't want to know how many hand signals I was making to actually get their attention to be able to read my write up. <laughs> I didn't have my screen up. Sorry. Yeah, this is a lot of our bads here. But um, they're led by an all senior top line. They've got Jack Hansen, Xander Zoya, and Evan Grimm, who have really Zoya. carried the offensive load. They've got Drew Pitts, who's been a really productive uh, junior D-man. Uh, Joel Hansen in back two, helping them out. Uh, Alex Lamont's been just very steady, solid numbers in goal. Uh, that is dead on you, Thursday. You okay. Know, if you look at, at their production, there's nothing otherworldly here. About four goals a game, giving up a little over two, you know, 17% power play. You know, but what, what this team has just been is, has been steady all season long, obviously, excepting the Breck game. You know, they've just been... Uh, Solid. They have been consistent. They beat the teams they should beat, um, including their first-round opponent, Alexandria. Um, and in the in sections, they, they gave up one goal in each game, just kind of rolling through uh, Hutchinson, Providence Academy, and then, I think, at least rankings-wise, a mild upset over Delano in the final, um, beating a team that has been a state tournament regular. And, and half their losses were by one goal. So just always competitive, always right there. And uh, as, as Tony was saying, a great story You know for... Um, you know, when I do my little write-ups, I say, you know, how many state tournaments the team has been to. And it's kind of fun to write Minneapolis's. So it's, it's their first one is Minneapolis, but 
Minneapolis public schools have 40 state tournament one-class appearances. Wow. Two tier twos and one class A when Edison went 94, which was their last time. So when you think about all that history, that's just wrapped up to that. 40 state tournaments, I mean, that's that's more than Hill Murray. That's like right on par with Edina. <laughs> yeah. And I was there when it all ended. <laughs> 1981 Southwest played Jefferson at the Met in the uh, we'll call it the trap game it was the noon section final Mm. they had like like, they used to be like noon two and maybe four or something they would play section finals back to back packs sold out Chorsky and I went to that and we were West guys but we still wanted to see them beat Jefferson well that's who I went with sorry (laughs) my friend Tom from the neighborhood went there we go that sounds better his mom Mary dropped us off and my mom Mom Nan picked us up. Okay, we'll leave it at that, right? We won't say his last name. I uh, went to that game, and I remember walking out of that place, my tail between my legs going, that was the chance. that They were a returning team. That was the first year that had section realignment, and they moved the two Kennedy teams in from section one. They the two Bloomington teams, not the two Kennedy. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so the, the Kennedy and Jefferson moved them up from section one. They kept Burnsville in section one, but they pulled Kennedy and Jefferson out, moved into section five or region five back yeah. then. So. That was, you could just see it was like the writing was on the wall. These programs were just so good, Kennedy and Jefferson. It was like, yep, it was like they just locked them in, and it was game over from, for Minneapolis hockey. So let's talk about this year's program. Um, I really, really like Zoya's play. Oh, yeah. Senator Zoya. Great athlete. Great Holy athlete, smokes. extremely skilled. Great with the puck, no right place, right time type of player. He is fun to watch. They have a lot of nice pieces here, and it's funny. It was when I was at the bar. I hadn't met a lot. I knew some of the parents, but I met a lot of them. And they listen when we talk about Minneapolis. Someone sends it out to them. Uh, you know, they talking about <laughs> Minneapolis. Listen, listen, listen. And it was like even after we went to the Chicago game, we talked about that little guy yeah. Soderberg. Soderberg's mom comes up and says, "Hey, uh, thanks for all the kind <laughs> words about my kid, Lamont." You know, like they are listeners of our show. Uh, this is a team that's you know, I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna beat Alexandria. And then what? Then they've they, done then it they before. Hermit, they've beat them once before. And I, I think the key to this team is the Hanson brothers. They're, they're big. They have that. They have those double A bodies and double A skill sets, yeah. and that's what's going to give Alexandria the most trouble. And probably did when they beat them. If you haven't seen this team play yet, they're very similar to a Wyzetta type of team. Yes, they're not going to wow you with any you know Hermantown you know type of trap things or like, but they are going to be consistently all over the ice. Always in the play, and they are just going to be right place, right time type of players. And, and now, what I like to say is, I, I said this to these guys at the bar that night: is Hermantown and Ward are in a class by themselves, and there's a gigantic chasm after that, right? Yep. So the three and the eight teams in this tournament are fighting for third place, in my opinion. Yep. Any victory mm-hmm. over these top two will be epic proportion upsets. Yep. But for the other six teams, they're all got a decent chance to, to get a third place trophy in this tournament. And I think that Minneapolis is definitely one of those teams, even though they didn't get the three seed, could be walking away with some hardware. And that'll be the first time since 1980 that they took hardware. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Pretty sure of that. Mm-hmm. Carl, what's your take on um, the city? <laughs> the city. <laughs> They just look like a, a really well-balanced team. I think that they are 
certainly capable of of beating a, a kind of a high flying, high scoring Alexandria team in the first round. And and I you know I have no expectations of a any, anything against Hermantown, but just think about what that that rink will be like if it's them against Hermantown oh, <laughs> Friday afternoon. I can't wait if that's a game that I get a call on the radio. Oh my god! Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. We thought that Mammal versus Hermantown yes. was loud. This will be very, very loud. Yes, loud. Agreed. agreed. Um Now, the one thing that makes me nervous is how do these players respond into this atmosphere? Mm-hmm. Agreed. And that's because, I mean, I'm listening to NPR on Thursday morning. <laughs> And they said Minneapolis made it to the state tournament. Yeah. And it's like, if NPR is talking about you, you are a big story right now that everybody is looking at. How do you come into the tournament? That's a huge monkey on your back. I I think it's going to be a great monkey. I really do. I really do. I think they're going to embrace it. I think these kids are going to embrace it. That doesn't make me nervous. To me, it's hockey that makes me nervous. These kids. Go ahead, Carl. I was going to say, the, the teams that have had that, you look at Greenway a couple of years ago, Monticello a few years back, it's it's worked out all right when they've had the whole <laughs> arena behind them. <laughs> I think so, too. I was saying that the hockey is what makes me nervous. So many of these kids, Peter and I were trading notes on Minneapolis, because they hang on to the puck way too long with the puck. And I, I like that they're comfortable with the puck, and they're making plays with the puck, but my goodness, they're going to get consumed by a team that can trap them in the neutral zone. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing that makes me nervous about this team is they're a little bit too comfortable with the puck. I, they have the right head coach for this moment. And they that, do. That makes Absolutely. me really excited, Did too. you know he used to play in Minneapolis? That's news. Did he? Yeah, oh. they, he did. He oh, really cool. did. He, was, he went to Minneapolis Edison, and he was Mr. Oh. Hockey. Oh, there. okay. He won Mr. Hockey. Yeah. Is that in Hiawatha? No, Edison is not in Hiawatha neighborhood. It is not. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. It's not. That's, that's northeast. That's northeast. That was a joke for Tony Carl. Okay. <laughs> I screwed that up on what the. Now? Remember, I screwed that up when we were doing pre-show stuff with Joe. Oh I yeah, yeah. Like, oh yes, 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 yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um. So yes, this Inside is joke. Wow. This is okay. Thank you. Um. But again. This is a, a team that is keyed to play in this game. Yeah, now let's, absolutely. Let's move on to 3A. Carl. All right. In 3A, we've got uh, Mankato East Loyola, the champions of the section. They are 17-10-1. Um, coming out of 3A, it's um, they, they really just steamrolled through that section. Their first year in it, and they just flattened Laverne 7-1, New Ulm 6-0 in the section <laughs> final. Um, an easy time of it. Um, they're really led by their defense. A couple of their top two scorers, in fact, if this is right. I'm questioning this from Peter. Oh, no, he's right. <laughs> Again. <laughs> their, their leading scorer has 16 goals and 13 assists and is a defenseman. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's Shea Gavin and Aiden Prochaska also. The, uh, so their top two scorers are D. Um, beyond that, a couple forwards who have been productive as well. Uh, Quentin Seidel, Parker Anthony. Uh, their goaltender, and Peter's handwriting is terrible on this one. But his name is Kalen Bruski, and he's been solid as well. Nine ten save percentage, eight shutouts on the year. Um, so uh, probably the best of the unseeded teams coming in here. The most dangerous. Uh, yeah, yeah, certainly a uh, relative term, but yes, <laughs> that they are. And um, rolled through three A and uh, other way to a first round date with Matabidi, which is 
again, probably fitting that you know that this would be a three six game. Yeah, I think it's a perfect seed. Uh, I think they got the seeding perfect in even with the the blind draw was not blind. I not I don't here. I don't agree with the seeds. Why? I think Minneapolis. Oh, oh the three four. Yeah, yes. I'm talking about the the non seeds. Oh, the non seeds lined up perfectly. Yeah, the non the, no, the non seeds lined up perfectly. Yep. Correct. And yep. um, I don't agree. I agree. Yeah, with the Minneapolis. Yeah, well, should be we the can three. talk about that in the brackets area. Yeah, but. I really enjoyed when I saw Mankato East play. I thought this was a dangerous team. They always hovered around the top 10 for us all year long, um, and, and rightfully so. They just never – they don't have a strong enough schedule just based on geography in a lot of ways. They're working on it, though. Give Coach Freeze oh, yeah. credit. They are yeah. definitely working on it. You know, he's taken on as many, you know, uh, Rochester Mayos. I mean, Rochester doesn't seem sexy to us in the double-A snob. Uh, Treak House, but that's a good opponent a, for for, for this, Mankato East. Yes, yes, and the, so I I look at them and I I do I have hope in the uh, in the quarters for them. I really do. This is a program that's used to going to state. They didn't go to state last year because of COVID, but you know th- this is a proud program that's not abnormal to see them at the state tournament too. I think Cougar Juice could pull it off but it's going to be a big you know they're running into a, you know, one of the best goaltenders run into a brick in wall the last five years that we've seen in the state and that's going to be their biggest uh, the, the biggest challenge is getting pucks past the Dardis and, yeah, and, and scoring the D, in ge- and the d scheme of Matamita. they're scoring in general as Carl covered it's not coming from their forwards so that's you know when you're uh, you need depth across your lines and that clearly when you're D are the ones leading the way. It's it makes it hard to predict yeah. how you're going to match up. And I worry about a team like that against a really structured, solid Matamidi team that you know is just going to be running their their defensive style and is just built to spring things the other direction if the other team pitches in too far. But as far as skill though goes, this is a team that does have a lot of skill on the ice, and it is not surprising that they are here and got to stay very, very comfortably. Yes, and then, and moving them to that section was one of those good section realignments because it strengthens the three. state tournaments. It strengthens 3A. 3A. No offense to Laverne and Marshall and, and those Newell. teams. Yeah, those teams really got to, you know, strap it on now. You know, good buddies with Ryan Newman down in New Ulm. It's going to make them better. Yeah, it's going to make New Ulm better. Yeah, I, I completely agree to that. Um, any other takes before we move on to mm. Matamidi in 4A? Carl. I have nothing else. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Move it on. You're asking a question. Anyway. <laughs> I asked it as a purpose statement. <laughs> Rhetorical. Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> the champions of 4A are Matamidi. <laughs> they come, come in with a record of 16, 11, and 1 and are the three seed. It's it's not a stellar record, but they played you know, next to Hermantown. You know, a stellar lineup. Any one in this tournament? We complain all the time about teams with with soft schedules. <laughs> this is what I tell people: I'm like, all I'm like, you got to give Matamina credit for scheduling Eden Prairie for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. They scheduled the d- defending state champions, don't yeah. they? Did they schedule Benil too? Yeah, they have yeah, Benil. Like, like give them credit. That's why they I think they Prairie. deserve the three seed in some ways. Yeah, I would argue they played a tougher schedule than Minneapolis by mm-hmm. far. A tougher schedule. Yep. 
and and they and they are higher in the various you know in page staff and such rankings. So I I don't I'm, I would argue. I would, I, Go ahead, Carl. I would argue that that <laughs> yeah, as I stumble through, go, uh, the the loss to Delano and the two wins for Minneapolis over Delano gives Minneapolis. The yeah, nod. that's this is what we were talking. No. Let's save yeah. that argument, right. okay? Because well, let's I, just do it one more time. <laughs> uh, I don't disagree, but I also can live with it. All right, we'll go ahead. Okay, so. Um, Couple, couple juniors are the leading scorers: David Wolsfeld and Charlie Drage. Uh, they've got decent depth beyond that. Brent Galenchen, Johnny Grove, Carter Haycraft. A uh, couple very good defensemen on their top pair: Cal Bruner and Grant Dardis. Some veterans back there. But let's get to the main attraction. This team is here because of their goaltender, Ben Dardis, who is going to win Frank Bremsek Award. He won a state tournament two years ago. Uh, make. In theory, could go through the same two teams this year. <laughs> Things line up, um, but you look at what he has done. Um, he's lived up to the hype and more. As a senior, he's coming in. He's 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 on a five-game shutout streak right now, <laughs> coming into the tournament. Say his numbers, Carl. This, say his goals yeah. against and so save goals against is one point nine three. Again, this is against this really hard schedule. Save percentage nine forty two. Oh wow, nine forty two. in Arguably, I I think it's a top five schedule in the state. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's worth every bit of the hype. Yeah, and we Tony and I got the opportunity to talk to Ben. Um, He's a player of the year finalist. For yeah, us. yeah, and, and he was really comfortable right now. He know like it's his team, it, and it really feels like it too. Like mm-hmm. it, he is, I. I'm not nervous about this team. Yeah. So here's I, a here's a sidebar. Are we done with? Are we are we done giving the calibration of the team? Can I talk about the team a little bit? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I didn't want you to leave out some kid's name getting named there, but uh, so I had a chance to interview Will Will Peterson and um, uh, Max Plant for yeah. the 15 questions uh, yesterday and Friday up in Hermantown. And got a chance to talk to a few of the boys in Hermantown. You know what their exact words were? We don't want to play Matamidai. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we Isn't heard that, that crazy. Yep. Isn't that crazy to hear? Like, I mean, they want to play them and they want to exercise some demons, and, I'm sure. And they're but all they're going to have to play them no matter when they're going to play them. They but. Yeah, they're all. I think they wanted they they didn't want them to be the four seed. Is what oh yeah, I I, mm-hmm. I was I heard about that this yeah. morning. Yeah. Um. But <laughs> um. No, and I, they're saying that they don't want to play Matamidi, who they didn't beat in overtime when they beat right. Warroad in overtime. Correct. <laughs> and so correct. No, they just know. I mean, yeah, it was they, funny. They I interviewed I, I interviewed Pat Andrews after the. Uh, the regular season game over in Stillwater, and he said his quote was, "We know we have to get forty shots to Dardis in order to beat them. In order to get two goals or three goals. Mm-hmm. In this case, it was three, an empty netter. Yeah, you know what I mean. They had forty six in the uh, state final in in twenty twenty, and one or two. I don't know how many goals. I think they had two goals. Yeah. Uh, the final was three two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So." Yeah. Uh, it's there. It's all there. Everyone knows it. You know, Matamida is the the white elephant gift here. 
You know, mm-hmm. just nobody wants that. Yeah. You know, it, nobody wants that. We're this team. keyed for one of the best finals if it's War Road versus um, Hermantown. But Matamidi, that could spoil the party, is what I'm You're saying. You're a spoiler. Yep. Yeah. Matamidi makes our Friday a lot of fun. Yep. And if Minneapolis, no knock to Alex right now, but if Minneapolis makes it as well, oh. we're in for one of the best Fridays of all time. Agreed. Agreed. Um, the one thing that makes me nervous is this team relies so much on Ben. And we talked. I talked to Ben about this uh, after the Delano game. Is They're so keyed on him that if he lets one in, it's how do they respond because he is their team. Right. They have to keep playing past what's in net type of thing. Agreed. And that's the only knock. But I mean, obviously, then I'm going to say I'll take the this take. It's an easy one. Is can they score enough goals? You know, can they score mm-hmm. three goals? They'll score three goals in their quarterfinal game. Can they score three goals in the semifinals? And when you only have one yeah. 2020 guy, that's a it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, and and the other thing is that that both Warwood and Hermantown have this year that maybe didn't have quite as much of two years ago is that they, they also have great goals of their own now. That's true. That is very very true. Um, they're, okay. they're not they're not artists, but they're, they're <laughs> good. Let's move on to five A, Carl. Sure. So the champion of five A is Monticello. They went another surprise entrant here. 13, 14, and one in the season. They were four seed in five A. Moose. Um, <laughs> They've been a productive team all season. They had a you know, goals, goals per game of 5.75, so they can score. Um, they've got w- one player who's a big offensive weapon. That's uh, Wilson Dahlheimer, who had uh, 47 points on the season. We're going to meet um, Wilson. We're going to meet Wilson tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Also, also, I totally just read Warroad's goals per game, not Monticello's, which is only three. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we are. <laughs> Uh, Gavin Simon, solid defenseman for them. Brooks Wilson, their second best forward. Um, they've, uh, you know, just a real surprise team. You know, they went on a little run at the end here, and here they are. They beat Little Falls, uh, upset the top seed in 5A, 4-3 to three in the semis, and then beat St. Cloud Cathedral uh, in, the, in the final. So um, perhaps not a team you're expecting, but a team that does know its way around the X after the past, uh, it's their fourth time in six years they've been to state. And, uh, you know, peaked at the right time, and here they are. I'm embarrassed that I haven't seen this team. They are, they started out three and I've seven. Seen, I saw them play on Falls, uh, Little Falls Media Flyer Production. Fry, Flyers Media Production. I saw production. them in there. It was at the semifinal win. Sure. But I'm embarrassed. I, I, I will say that to Wilson Dahlheimer when I meet him tomorrow. It, I should have been better. I, I saw Cambridge... <laughs> I saw Little Falls. Yes. I I didn't think to see Monticello. No. Be, and I I have seen Monticello in the past. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I just you know those were the I've teams that I was three or on. four times in the yeah. regular regular season. I saw him play at Princeton. I saw him play. I've seen him play at home Saint in like Mike. their home rink is crazy. Awesome. Awesome. You, Carl, if you've ever gone, to, uh, you've never gone to this one. Like you have to go no. into the school, yep. and then it's like it's kind of like a gymnasium yep. like uh, type it's of thing. Cool. It's really cool. Really cool. Um. But yeah, I I didn't see them this year, and I I regret that because I saw the other two key teams yeah. in this section, thinking you know it's going to be one of those two. But, oops, oops, that's my bad. Now you know they do have a 
a relatively tough schedule of all the, you know, Class 8 teams. They do play Alex. They do play Orono, Little Falls. They played Matamidi. They, um, they played... Um, they played Cathedral. They played Chicago. You know, they played tougher teams in the Class 8 field, but their record isn't really consistent. They're 13, 14, and 1. So, um, below 500. Below 500 into the mm, tournament, eek. which is hard, too. So, I I don't have a lot of high hopes, but I do know that these are, Monticello is going to bring a really good student section, and it's always fun to yell moose. Uh, moose, but that's that's about all I have with these guys. Carl, did you have anything else to know? No, Tony, nothing, nothing. Sorry, I've already given my apology. Are yeah, let me apologize again. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you, Tony? I really enjoyed no. that. No, yeah, it's unfortunate, but great jerseys. That's the only thing. Agreed. Okay, let's go to six A. Carl. All right. Champions of 6A are Alexandria. They went 19-6-2 on the season. They were ranked 6th sixth, sixth in the state heading into sections and were the top seed in 6A. Uh, back in state for the first time since they finished second in 2018. Um, and this team uh, this team can score. They've got some real offensive firepower. Uh, Josiah Gronholz, their big scorer. Who I will meet tomorrow. Nine points on, this, on the team. And then uh, Bryson Berg had 27 goals. He's actually leading goal scorer. So they've got... Uh, some good supporting cast here with Tyler Clute, Joe Lamsky, Nicholas Peterson, Leo Compellian. So a ton of players putting up a lot of points. Strong defenseman in Peter Mulder. Um, what they do do is give up some goals too. So goals per game is 4.9, goals against 2.6. Uh, do have a strong power play, around 32%. Uh, four of their six losses were by one goal. So they've been very competitive. Tony and I season. were at one of those. And a, goal, so, yeah. a game where they gave up <laughs> seven goals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they and they were they're eleven zero and one in their last twelve too. So they're coming in on a roll. Uh, had <clears throat> pretty easy time with things, especially the first two rounds in sections. Uh, R.I.P. Breckenridge Wapiton. Um, also beat Boris Benson ten to two, and then beat Fergus Falls four to two in the six A final. Thank you, Alexandria. Yes. So. Uh... They're on a 12-game unbeaten streak right now with a tie to Brainerd in there. Um, They're hot at the right time. They beat Fergus late in the season. They beat Denfeld late in the season. They beat Little Falls late in the season. Uh, They are on the – they're going to be a tough team to beat right now. And they're different than when I think you and I saw them, Tony. Right. And we had all intentions to see them probably one more time. Yeah, against Fergus. Yeah, but that got scrapped. Snow. Snowed for us. So, um, yeah, that's that's a game that I regret that snow got in our way. Oh, big time, big time. I talked to Coach Myers, what day was it, yesterday, Friday, um, about it, and we, he talked. He and I talked quite a bit about the Little Falls game. It's, it's a turning point in their season. He says a lot of said something to the effect of a lot of times there are things you can't control, like the officiating. Yeah, you know, and the officiating was crazy. it was terrible. They that yeah. was a game they should have won. And you know, he was they re- did win. They did win. <laughs> they did really, win. <laughs> they didn't on paper. They didn't win, but they really were the team there. But uh, he talked about. It, he goes, yeah, these were great life lessons for our kids. That game was a turning point in our season. Since that game, our record, you know, has it's flipped the switch. Off. It flipped the switch for us. So. Uh, I think this team is a much better team than when they lost yep. to Minneapolis. I think 
I think they're kind of the favorite in in my eyes. They're the favorite to beat Minneapolis in this game. Yeah, I, I would agree to that. Hmm. I really do. I, I really do. Well, but since they lost them, they are the deserved five seed. Yeah, they're they're right where they should be. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I guess I question their defense when you see some of the stats that you see. But yes. You know, two goals to Fergus in the section final, um, two to Brainerd, none to Fergus in late February, none to, uh, um, or like you said, here's where it starts, you know, one to Little Falls, but four to Denfeld, four to Northern Lakes. You know, like Mm. there is some leakage there. I think the one to Little Falls is the one that. You know, because Little Falls, really the bounce back seven six loss that they had to bounce back and beat them five to one. That was to me like, oof, that team's going to state. That when was, I saw that score, I'm like, they're going to state. Same, same. That was the difference. That was the score that said. And didn't okay. they put a big number on Fergus like a few weeks earlier? Three rip. Oh, it was only three. I thought it was like five. But Sorry. still, three nothing late in the season. That's a statement game. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. This team is a dangerous team. It reminds me a lot of the team that was second place. It's a team that you don't want to play right now. Right. Agreed. Um, anybody else? Okay. Let's go on to seven a and now on to eight (laughs) a, I think we did this last time. Yeah. Yeah. The champions of seven a are Herbentown. Surprise, surprise. They are 26 and two. Uh, they come into the state tournament with a uh, 5.89 goals per game average. That's average it. Goals against 1.35. Yeah, it's a little low. Power, power play runs at 41.8%. Penalty kill at 90.4. They are, are led by the Platt brothers, Zam and Max. They are Max led by 1. the team, Carl. The team is yeah. like, yeah. But yeah, yeah, Max and Sam, sorry. Sam, yeah, let, let me do my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Max has more points than Zam because Zam was hurt, but I think we we would probably agree that Zam is the, I would argue, the best player who will be on the ice all weekend. Yep. Yep. Um, in addition, they have Kate Gohansky, the luckiest kid in the state, who plays in line with the two of them. <laughs> and, is good, and, and is good in his own right, too. He has 53 points. Yeah, yes. He's a third liner on any other team. I'm kidding. <laughs> Danny not making no. friends. <laughs> Typical Danny. Uh, but as usual, they have great depth, too. Wyatt Carlson had 30 points. Dallas View is a sophomore who, if there, he didn't have a couple plants on his team, you would know Dallas View's name. Yeah. Ty Hansen with 42 points from the blue line. It's a D-man. Yeah. Yep. Um, Bo Janzig is. Bo adds the real necessary weight to this team that they need and heaviness on their top D pair. Uh, they've got a goalie this year, as we've said, Dane Calloway, seventeen to two, one point four eight goals against, nine twenty one save percentage. Uh, they beat their opponents in seven A by a combined score of thirty to nothing. <laughs> And here they are. That's Hermantown. <laughs> and that's Hermantown. Uh, uh, they they beat the the number one seed in Class A four to one this season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I will say this. I'm glad you brought up Bo's name. I think he's kind of the unsung hero on this team. You really got, is. You got a lot of guy. You know, Hanson and the Plants and Dallas View and Kohansky, Wyatt Carlson, all these guys who get a lot of ink. The kid who gets no ink whatsoever or any publicity is Bo Janzik. I think that kid is 
really good and done a lot of good things for this team. He, you know, when 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 Hanson makes one of his seventeen rushes up the ice, well, <laughs> guess who's back anchoring their D? Yes. It's Bo, and and he's got great hands. He makes a lot of different plays, a lot of you know the simple play. Uh, he gets dirty. Uh, I, I think he's kind of that unsung hero that uh, doesn't get any hype whatsoever from that team. This team is just so consistent. It top to bottom. They are fast. They are skilled. They are just so good. Yeah. And, and they had, we talked about strength of schedule, Hermantown's strength of schedule. You know, back in the day, it was one of the worst in the state. Right now, it is one of the best in the state. I agree. It, it's mm-hmm. like Edina, if they want to play somebody, they get to play them now. And, and they are. Except Bluthies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, can I go on record now and say that Duluth East declined an invite to play them? Mm-hmm. We'll do that later. Yeah. We'll, do, yeah. we'll do that this summer. I, yeah. I, I won't. I, I'm not saying you, that for you, sure you happened. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, this is they are they are unbelievably skilled. You will see some crazy, insane plays. Sports Center top ten plays. On Wednesday, yep, you that, will. That's that's how good this team is. Um, they are riding as high of a wave that you can. These do. guys, and and we'll get to to world in a minute. These guys are the types of hockey players you pay ten twenty dollars to go see. Yeah. Oh, easily. They're that good. And fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, they are worth the money of admission. The way that they play the triangle game. In the offensive mm-hmm. zone is so pretty. They just know where each other is, and it's just they make it work too. Yeah. Huh. Is there anything that makes anyone nervous about this team? The air conditioning just over. Shut off here. That's the heat. Oh, better not be air conditioning. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, nothing the, makes me nervous uh, about these nothing. guys. Carl, just the the only thing that ever makes me nervous about Town, like you know how they. Hold up under pressure of a state championship game, when, especially and maybe a little bit if, if they face a really well structured opponent that plays you know solid B across all their zones and actually applies some pressure on the forecheck. But or does it is it Ben Dardis? Is it Ben Dardis that makes you nervous? It would be, but are they going to play him? Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah, I, I nothing makes me nervous for this team making it to Saturday. I'll save that take for War Road. Okay. Okay. Which yeah. is next, right? Yeah, let's yeah. go eight. A. 8A, the champion is Warroad. They went 24-3-1 this season. Uh, numbers here aren't too un- <laughs> different from what I just read off. Uh, no. 5.75 goals a game, 1.5 goals against. Power play is only a modest 31.3. Uh, penalty Should kill at 91.8. 91.8 penalty kill? Yep. Oh. <laughs> uh, their, their top two forwards have a combined 150 points. That those include huh. Damon, Gar- Damon Gardner, the 76, a senior who's committed to Clarkson, prodigal son. Then they have Jason Shogabe, who has 74, the smoothest, silkiest player in the state. Um, and Peter wrote down that he's going to North Dakota, which is wrong. Come on. Did he do that again? He did. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to Minnesota Duluth. Just so well. Are you sure the, the N of the M is not wrong in his little chicken scratch there? No, it it is it is the words North Dakota, he, not UMD. Yeah. That's not the first time he's done it. He wrote that in a story, <laughs> and his dad 
his dad's son sent me a text and says he's not going to North Dakota. And then there's <laughs> obviously a story that goes with is why Peter North Dakota or, didn't take yeah. him and the whole other deal. You know, like it just yeah. They, is Peter they, a North Dakota homer? This is a little bit. I don't know why. You know, it's. I Happened think there's hard. a there's a. You know what? It's the big pipeline between Warroad and North, and North Dakota is huge, but there's become a nice little pipeline between Colby Roth. Yeah, Colby Roth. Boy, he yep. had two goals last night and a game winner in overtime. Yeah, Jay Hardwick. Jay Hardwick. Jay Hardwick, yeah. Yeah, Thank too. you very much. Um, mm-hmm. This team that might, is, that might explain that. <laughs> <laughs> this team is one of the most skilled teams I have ever seen. Can I continue with my capsule? Oh, yes, capsule. Sorry, capsule. There's lots of capsulized <laughs> capsule. here. Yes, there's there's more to be said here because <laughs> Matt Hart is uh, playing the role of Cole, uh, Kate Kohansky on this team. Yes, yeah, he is. <laughs> Got 41 points as, as a senior on that top line. Uh, very good second line made up of the sophomores Carson Pilgrim and Murray Marvin Cordes. Been great. They're fun to watch. Um, top defensemen are Carson Reed and Eric Comstock. And then in goal, the hammer himself, Hampton Slukinski, uh, 24 wins, 1.48 goals against, 928 save percentage, and nine shutouts. <laughs> um, worked uh, quite as flashy as Herman Town. They only outscored their opponents 19 to 2 in sections, but uh, had a, a nice easy mark. Did you say mark nine through. shutouts? Yeah. First, He's first, halfway yeah. to Ben Dardis's. Yeah, yeah. All time <laughs> state record right there. Yeah, we'll have a shot next year. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Tony, you were at the section final. Yeah. Um, before we get into how great they are, uh, I, I just got to drop a little uh, love on Thief River Falls. That was a really mm-hmm. good hockey team. It was very similar as the um, Elk River game, where this game was way closer than I thought it was going to be, especially considering the. Damon Gardner scored on the first shift of the game, and it was like, oh, we're gonna here we go. It's gonna be five nothing, but you know what? Thief just hung in and hung in and hung in, and you know it was close midway through the third period. It was a lot closer than uh, World probably wanted it to be. And there's a young man on this team. He's a senior named Brendan Bottom, number six. He's one of those players that when he got the puck on a stick, everybody stood up. Because he's so fast. He's doing spinoramas. He's <laughs> sauce passing like Straga Bay. He's he's just making all the right plays. And I lean around and go, did this guy play in the Elite League? Nope. Didn't make it. I think Oliver, <laughs> I think Oliver cut him. He was the last cut on that team. I'm like, Ooh. wow. This is an obviously from an East Grand person. I was like, wow. Because this kid is really impressive. I mean, he'll for sure be an NA kid. He's got... NA skill. Yeah. I think he's a college hockey player for sure as a college That's hockey fun. player. And again, once one site only, holy smokes, he had every tool that you need. It, isn't it fun to be going to a rink to watch one player and then to come out saying, I just saw Bobby Orr? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I sat down I sat down an hour before the game, got there an hour early, and wrote out all the scores for their team. I didn't have to write out anything down for Warwick. I knew yeah. the team. You know, yeah. you broadcast yeah. the team, you know them. I'm like, oh, who are these guys? So I take start making my notes down. He was their leading scorer with 50 points, and I was like, well, we'll keep an eye on him. We'll keep an eye on him. Well, this kid, it was funny, this Loeffler kid was listed as D. He had like 42 points. And I'm like, wow, that's an impressive number for a D. Sure enough, he's playing left wing. With, <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, he moved him off a D and moved him up. That's why he's got 40 that, that points. Would be wide. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was a fun team to watch. So, you know, shout out to them. Uh they did they do have 15 seniors, so that was, you know, 
that probably was... there. They shot the, the the wad there with with that set of prowlers. But hats off to Tim Berglund. That was a good team. Berglund always gets his teams up. Yeah, yeah. He is one of the. He's a great coach that way. Just yeah. not going to go to state when you score one goal. They needed. They mm-hmm. needed to get. They needed to convert. Yeah. And you know what? Hammer had 19 saves. Right? Doesn't seem. You know, 34, it's not, 19. It's not high. Oh, he had 13 big saves. 13 were big. They were breakaways, two on ones, loose pucks in front. You know, it was the old puck luck. They had plenty of grade A opportunities to get goals two and three in the game and just couldn't convert them. So. So that, that's a lot of breakaways, Tony. Is that concerning for War Road? Well, again, what's my nervous? My nervous thing is they play 4D, you know? Um, and But, you know, that's a War Road thing. You know, I was talking to Tim Slukinski after the game, and I was talking about 4, and he goes, well, when I coached Bantams, we, we rolled 3. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and the the, the you, know, you mentioned the two D, you know, Eric and um, Comstock. The, I don't remember the other person. No, he, he, you mentioned the uh, other one. But it doesn't matter. We can move. Ryan past. Lund. Yeah, right. No, 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 you talk about no. Reed, right? Oh, he's on the second <laughs> okay. Yeah, but, but Lundy, Lundy, and Todd Poisson. There mm-hmm. is no drop off between the two. I mean, Eric's a special, special player. Uh, can really scoot and makes plays. He's, and Carson he's Reed your, is really good. Yeah, he's your Leo Gruba, right? Yes. He he's yeah. gonna rush that puck. He's gonna run that power play. Drugged kid, you know, got a great, great bloodlines there. Uh, first cousins with Wyatt Kaiser. So it's like there's a lot there for Up Eric. There's a family connection. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Thank you. And and fun. Uh, that that's a good team. But I think they need to, uh, some third line depth, and they need another D for them to really compete with a double A team like Hermantown. And I know they're not double A, but you see where I'm going with this. That's a double A team that Hermantown trots out well, in that single A tournament. Well, let's keep talking about uh, so let's start with the the junior and the senior. Damon Gardner is one he's he's a five tool player. It's he, he's phenomenal. Unreal. He uses his size, he can hit, he has so much skill and then you pair him with the silkiest player in the state. Uh, he he is just uh, Jason Shagabe. If you have not seen him play yet, you are in for an Absolute treat next week. He is going to be one of the prettiest players to watch at the tournament. He is the type of player, like you said, Tony, that makes you stand up and go, <gasps> you know, and it's every, he's like, when we watched Casey Middlestad play and Casey just did st- stupid things with the puck. Yep. That's Jason Shagabe. That's mm-hmm. a that's a good comparison between the two because he when he gets the puck, you're like, oh, what's he going to do now? He's got this little move where he wraps it through the defender's stick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then his mm-hmm. passing, I've, I've, I've belabored the passing thing. I'm not going to go there. But there was a shift in which he scored the goal. He put, and I tweeted this out, Jason Chagabay just concluded a hockey clinic here at East <laughs> Grand Forks. Yeah. He put on it, deking, passing, and shooting. Literally, they owned the puck in this zone, and it was like always, it was phenomenal play by Shagabay. Phenomenal play by Shagabay. Like, wow, 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 wow. And all of a sudden, the, you know, the goal, homers laying on the ground right in front of the net, pops on, on Shagabay's stick. Boom! Goal! And that was the backbreaker to the game. The, the thing with Shagabay is he can score every goal that he wants to. But he can also, his uh, like you said, his passing, he doesn't need to. He can just give it to Gardner. He can give it to Hart. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. It, and that's it. If he's – Shagabe will play 
long stretches on the ice. This is well-documented. Yep. Everybody knows this. Warroad knows this. So he's going to drift down to the sophomore cl- line with Marvin Cordes and Kellerson Pilgrim, and he's going to play with them a little bit, and you're going to be wild by how much chemistry he has with everybody. With anybody. Anybody. With anybody. It, yes. But it, And then one of the keys to the game is, is Hammer. Hammer, I think, is the difference maker on this team. It is yep. you have like you said four D two lines, and these are four of the best D two of the best lines in the state. Yep. But they have the one of the best goaltenders in the state. Yeah, that, that's and, what and, and Hermantown that. knows this. Yeah, I mean they know mm-hmm. this. It's, it's, they played each other to a draw basically, and yeah, and kind of a fluky goal that Hammer let in. Yep. And I don't think Hammer's going to let that goal in again. They're going to need to earn clean. It. Yeah, they're going to have to come mm-hmm. clean on that one. So, uh, A is going to be really good, especially on Friday and Saturday. Those games are going to be fantastic. Wednesday might be Your a streak will Friday. end. Yeah. <laughs> Your streak will end. Your streak will end. Yeah, it will end in Minneapolis. It will end on It will end on Wednesday night. It will end. I, I'm holding you to that. Okay. All right. Anything Better else? Better not be an Alexandria 5-1 thing. <laughs> <laughs> but the crowd was there, Carl. Okay. Tony? Uh, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to our sponsor, the Red and Black League. Saw some of the... Saw some little love. Oh. They got their tryouts are coming up, so we'll be posting a link on Twitter and a, and a, and a link inside the story here, too, if you're interested in getting involved in the Red and Black League this Wh- spring. One quick thing about the Red and Black League. I saw... A, a coach, I would have to assume, wearing a hat and a jacket. Well, I was calling the game yesterday. I was like, ah, ah, the ah. red and black league, <laughs> yeah, like, swag. And, yeah, swag. And he looked at me <laughs> like, who, who are, are you? you? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, mm. but I know who you. <laughs> I know what league you're involved in. Yeah, all and, too well. What was the swag? Red and black. It was a black jacket and black hat. Yeah, and. I mean, that's that's red? there was no red, Carl. <laughs> but like that's where the red and black black league is. I mean, look at they are uh, at Hill Murray. These are the type of players that oh, are playing yeah, in this everywhere. league. It's 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 literally like a United Nations that league. I mean, yeah. literally, there's there are there are kids from everywhere in that league. It's a really well. The best part about it, it's very well run. Completely. There's no checking in the league, so you can kind of go out there and freewheel and just kind of keep the uh, the blades wet a little bit, you know, as you, as you play in the spring and the fall. So great league. Look out for the uh, go check out the redblackleagues.com. Okay, we are now joined with former Grand Rapids head coach, former state champion coach in 2017. And a Mr. Hockey winner. And a Mr. Hockey winner himself for Osseo, Trent Klatt. Trent, how's it going today? It's going wonderful, thanks. Uh, I appreciate you having me on. As an NHL scout, where is Trent Klatt today on his way to maybe scouting or what? where have you been the, this weekend? I'm in North America. <laughs> hey, come on! I work for Lula Amarello. You don't think I can tell you the truth? Oh, sorry about that. I just figured you could say you're at a USHL venue. That would be safe, a safe assumption. Yeah, I yes. There you go. All right, <laughs> nothing I'm more. Just having a little fun. <laughs> okay, so we have you on today because we want to kind of walk through. Um, what it's like to go to the state tournament. Um, so let's first kind of talk. You you make it to the state tournament in 16. It's the first time since 
07 that Rapids makes it. Okay. Carl, what was that section final again? That section uh, final. Yeah, that, that was the one that uh, Alex Adams won with five, six seconds left. Okay. So, Trent, now you guys are going to state last second goal. What What's the mood like in the town right now? In Grand Rapids, it's utter hysteria. I mean, <laughs> the thing of it is, these kids, when they were on that team in 16, were, what, seven, eight years old the last time Grand Rapids went to state. So they were like at the primo age to take it all in. You know what I mean? Yep. So these kids, they've seen it. They've lived it. They probably have relatives that played in it. You know what I mean? So, uh, I mean, the whole town is just going absolutely crazy. And they know, uh, I mean, basically Grand Rapids shuts down and everybody fly south for the weekend and, uh, and watch his hockey. So uh, let's talk about you guys left town, had probably a brigade with you leaving town too, right? Yeah, yeah. So if I recall this, like you had the whole police department, the fire department, all lead you at least out of town. Is, is that fair to say? And that's common in most cities, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, we had ambulances, police cars. We had fire trucks. I mean, they met a, I mean, they were at the rink with time to leave, and they just uh, light, sirens galore, and people standing on the side of the road with cameras, taking pictures, uh, the whole ball of wax. I mean, it's, uh, I mean that's, that's hockey in Grand Rapids. So where where were your kids like heads at? Were like was this just like cloud nine for them right now? Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to remember the team that I had in fifteen sixteen had players who had won a state tournament before, and some of them had not. So and it's it's interesting because the younger ones were the ones that had the success; the older right. ones didn't. So it was, it was just kind of, uh, it was kind of interesting that the, the dichotomy there where, you know, usually you have the older players with the experience and all that. And it's really kind of these younger kids that are, that are kind of pushing the boat, you know, south. So uh, just everyone was just extremely ecstatic. Everybody knows the, I mean, on a cold winter night in January, when it's 40 below outside and it's Thursday night and Duluth East is coming to town. I mean, the whole town's in the arena. You guys have all seen it. I mean, it, mm -hmm. it's, that's where that community goes and becomes a community. It's a home game on a whatever Thursday night, Saturday night, whatever it is. So uh, it's, it's just everything that these kids have played for. It's all they dreamed of. That's all they want to do is to play in the state tournament. So did you get any advice coming into state did you call anybody who had been there before to kind of like feel out you know like what do you do for the hotels and that type of thing oh boy yeah that first year was uh well i'll just say it this way the first year i just basically asked people what they thought and then in the second year i made all different decisions <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know it's a, it's the old saying, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. I think that's mm -hmm. how it goes. Yeah. 
Um, no, it's just, it's, it's one of those things. I wasn't prepared for any of it that first year. I had no clue what it was. I mean, we, you know, you win the section final game and then you got the seating meeting on, on Saturday morning. And that I think came out today for this year's tournament. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's a seating meeting? How does that work? I mean, I'm, I was calling coaches trying to figure out, do I, am I supposed to fib a little bit? Am I supposed to be realistic? How, you know, am I supposed to be a politician here? I mean, so some of those things you don't even, I mean, I didn't even think about. Funny you should say that, you know? Trent. Thursday night, my alma mater, Minneapolis Southwest, punched its ticket, and a teammate of yours, Joe Dedzik, walks into a bar after they won. He walks up to me and he goes, what do I do at a seating meeting, Tony? <laughs> Same exact situation. <laughs> You know, I saw that Minneapolis got in. Good for him. I love that. But exactly it. I mean, I had no idea. And that's just one of maybe 15 things because you got practice today. You got the bus. You got the 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 dinner. And how many tickets do you get for the banquet? And it just it's just nonstop. I mean, I didn't realize the work that went into coaching a high school team before the season even started. Not to mention once you make the state tournament, everything else that happens in no time. So you get to St. Paul with the, uh, on the bus. What happens next that were maybe surprises or things that you didn't know were going to happen or were actually cool things that were happening when you were there? Uh, well, I mean, I, I just remember myself, um, you know, getting the four and five seed both years, you get that late game. So I'm trying to figure out exactly how you're going to run your days and if you're going to, you know, I mean, heaven forbid, the very first year in 15 and 16, we, we went to the cities early in the morning and, and we practiced down there. So, um, yeah, it, I don't know. Everything's going through your mind. It's like you can't even plan. You have to just worry about the next moment. If that makes any sense. Totally. Do you, do you think there's an advantage um, for staying at a hotel versus uh, some of these metro schools might stay at home? Uh, is there an advantage? You, you um, know, for a team like Grand Rapids, you guys traveled a lot. You went independent when you were there. Um, now, was there an advantage that you saw? Were you guys better and more comfortable as a road team? You know, were the kids, did they sleep well type of thing like that? Or do you think it, I can, yeah. Yeah, I, to be honest with you, yes, I really think there is an advantage. And I have two separate experiences in that in that world, the first year, you know, you get the bank, you get the packet, and you're, you know, supposed to stay at the hotels that they recommend you stay at. You know, so I just picked one. Well, I didn't do that the second year. I took the guys and I went and I hid from everybody else, and I went and I wanted, I didn't want the kids to see mom and dad. And one kid got sick in 17 uh, Thursday morning. And I mean, when we le when we left in '17, mom and dad didn't even know where we were staying. So I had uh, I had to reach out to mom and dad, tell them where we were, uh, just so that they could come and and help him out. But I, I think there's a clear advantage, uh, although to being in a hotel and having control of the kids, so that I could just keep them focused where they needed to be focused. Now the argument is going to be, well, the kids are better when they sleep in their own bed. Are you kidding me? These kids are so nervous. They're not sleeping whether they're in their own bed or a hotel room, if you ask me. 
That's a good take. Do you think there is, that it advantaged you guys to have the night game in a regular time slot that you're used to? Um, well, that's a great question. And I always viewed it as I didn't want that game. Um, why not? Just because it's so, well, because it's so late and you know, the games are scheduled at six and eight and you know, the game doesn't start till darn close to nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily for me, the fact that the game started at eight thirty or nine. And I mean, kids are kids, but I mean, you don't even get out of the arena. You get something to eat. It's, it's 1130. It's almost midnight. It's 11 o'clock. It's just, I don't know. I just personally didn't like that, but. I mean, you don't. Oh, hey, we're playing in the state tournament, so tell tell me where you want me to be. Right now, when you're playing in the game, Rapids has the best band in the state. I don't think there's. It's a fair argument to be had there. Do you guys notice your your band? Do you notice when the rink changed to your side completely? Absolutely, without a doubt. I can remember walking. Because I've walked down that tunnel, I don't know how many times, to step out on, you know, to NHL hockey rinks, you know. And, I mean, typically when you walk out to that, onto the ice, you look at, because all the arenas basically all look the same. you got to look at center ice to see the logo to find out, you know, am I in Minnesota or St. Louis or <laughs> Montreal? I mean, either, you, I mean, that's the only way you can tell they all look the same. But when I walked out that tunnel and saw that, whole corner whole end of the arena in orange i mean my hair standing on my neck right now just knowing that you know the whole town was down there and and you know as an outstate team you know i think a lot of times people cheer for the underdog too so part of me thinks some of those some of those big city schools that aren't playing maybe are cheering for the the underdog as well you guys pl- played Casey Middlestad two years in a row. Uh, yep. What was it like? Uh, you knew that you had the best player in the state twice that you had to get through. Was that? Did you know that going into the tournament? You had beat them in seventeen in the Holiday Classic. You know how much of that was on everybody's head that you were going to play Casey again? You know what? It's interesting. The group of players I had in seventeen, they knew how to win. And in order to be the best, you got to beat the best. And I don't think to a man, they feared that whatsoever. I mean, we played them in the summer of 16 in the Adina Scrimmage Fest. Call Call it the Scrimmage Fest. Yeah. Whatever that was. I mean, we beat them there. Then we played them in the Adina Classic and we beat them there. And I mean, I could just tell how ramped up these guys were. I didn't have to do it. I just had to open the door, go. (laughs) I mean, they know who they were playing against, and they just found a way to raise their game to a level that that we could beat them. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because you take a look at the Friday night game in 17 when we won it. I mean, it wasn't even Hayne and McLaughlin and, and, uh, and Micah Miller that stole the show. It was Keegan Graber and Connor Stefan and, and Jack Burnson. And, uh, of course, stay school. So that's just interesting how those things go. But these guys, they, I mean, they wanted it. They just wanted it. What was a more intimidating game, the championship game or Friday night for you guys? Friday night for me. I mean, because I knew 
I knew who Casey was, and Casey's the type of player that, I mean, in high school, one player can win games for you, and I knew he was capable of that. So, I mean, that was that was the one game that was nerve-wracking for me. Um, you know, not to say that we took Moorhead lightly. We didn't. Uh, they were a very good hockey team, and we had lost to them, I don't know, three weeks before that, four weeks before that. But um, we were – I. I I mean, maybe the guys would answer you differently, but I would say that for me personally, it was getting past Eden Prairie. Uh, that's, that was more nerve-wracking for me. So follow-up question to backtrack maybe a little bit. What, what was more intimidating, Friday night or Thursday night at Amsoil against Duluth East? Oh, those by far. <laughs> exactly. By far, hands down. Uh, I mean, hey, you can get through a section final game at Amsoil in Duluth. You can get through any game anywhere. I tell you that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I just watched, and I felt bad. I just watched Grand Rapids play Andover at Amsoil. My mm-hmm. wife and daughter sat and watched it the other night, and I'm like, "Oh my god! I don't think there's anyone in the upper upper deck." No. They kicked us out, Trent. Yeah, we, we tried. Sit up there, and they kicked us out. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! I just I felt so bad because, I mean that mm-hmm. that night there's this. I mean that's just unbelievable. Yeah, those four section finals between Duluth East and Grand Rapids in the, over that decade were, I, well, I think they are the highest attended games in Amsoil's history. And the atmosphere in those games, I, there has been nothing like it I've ever seen in high school hockey anywhere. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 unbelievable. What was it, did the, were the kids expecting the NHL locker rooms or did that have a aspect, you know, in pregame that you weren't expecting to? Uh, you know, that's a great question too. I, I don't know if these kids were, we actually, in, we had the visiting locker room too in 17. That was, uh, that was interesting. Um, I don't know if those guys were that intimidated by it or nervous by it. Uh, I, I really don't know. I, not too many questions I, I can't answer. I don't know how to answer that one, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, uh, I'm just trying to rapid-fire different uh, questions about state. Um, what was what was one thing at either tournament that shocked you that you weren't expecting or, like, just made the tournament special? No, well, I think the shocking thing for me was the result on, in 17. I mean – I, I just, I mean, as a kid growing up, uh, I mean, for three, four years, I mean, I went to the state tournament every year because I never played. Um, and you just desire and dream to play in it. So uh, just to be in it and be there, it's, it's just awesome. And then to actually win it, I don't know. It's, it's, it's the greatest it's the greatest accomplishment I've ever had in hockey. I can tell you that. Really? Oh yeah, hands down. I mean, I mean you're you're playing just just playing the NHL would be a bigger accomplishment, wouldn't it be? Uh, yeah, you know what? I mean, you're 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 taught in hockey that it's a team game, and it is. There's no doubt about it. Um. And to just to be a part of something and actually win it is, I, I, I put it higher than, than playing in the NHL. I do. 
I mean, it's it's that exciting. And I'm such a fan of high school hockey too. I might be I might be a nerd, Tony. You know, you and I have <laughs> talked about it quite a bit. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, that's it's just the way I am, and I don't know. So it's awesome. I'd like to ask you a couple of questions about uh, amateur, your amateur scouting role with the Islanders, not where you are. I've already asked that once. Um, <laughs> but you came, we, we chatted, Danny and I, and you chatted um, at the Prior Lake Tournament this winter. How many trips, because you now live in Detroit, yep. how many trips do you make to a Minnesota State High School uh, games this year? Is it just the one you did over Christmas and you saw them all there, or is it, are you just kind of getting used to your role living in Detroit and coming back here every once in a while? Well, I'll tell you what, um, and I'm going to answer your question. It really varies depending on the number of the players, but what I basically try to do is I try to get back every year in the fall for the elite league, uh, at least one weekend, if not two, to just kind of get a, a, an idea of all the kids. Um, and I mean, I, that tells you something when you see them play there, but it's nothing like watching the kids play with their uh, home jerseys on their high school jerseys. So I don't, I mean, I put some stock into it, but I don't put a whole lot. I'd rather watch the kid play in the high school team. So depending on the number of, of kids that uh, we, we feel are, are worthy of drafting that in addition to which teams they play on, you know, you kind of cross-reference that, for holiday tournaments. Um, it really varies every year. I can tell you I've been back uh, three or four times this year, uh, and I'm going to be there in the state tournament as well. Huh. What kind of uh, scout are you? Are you a note taker? Are you a guy that takes a lot of notes when you're at a rink, or are you kind of just a watcher and then you get back and write it down later? I'll tell you exactly what. i gotta I got to write notes down. And the reason I have to write notes, believe it or not, is if I write the note down, uh, I typically don't have to refer to my notes when I actually do my game report. But if I stand there in the corner and, and talk to you, Tony, and watch the game, I miss everything. Sorry. So, <laughs> no, 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 I do. So typically, in general, when I'm, when I'm at a high school game in Minnesota, and, you know, if, if, and it doesn't happen much anymore, but if, if people recognize me or want to – sit and talk i just have to be polite hey sorry i have to do my job let's meet between periods or after or whatever uh just because i i can't watch a hockey game without taking notes and expect to remember much at all i don't know if that's good or bad so that 10 minutes of game uh, action was completely wasted on danny and i we're, we apologize <laughs> yeah. we were in intermission <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So, anyway. Danny says it was during intermission. I felt like there was game going on, but maybe we were just BSing between intermission. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, it was. It was intermission. I I don't know that it actually. We I don't know that it actually was in a third period or not. We left. We we when game when puck dropped, dropped we did we, leave. We, yeah, of course we did. We, did. we respected we did. The, the process. Okay. Yes. Now, yes. right, uh, right, Trent. <laughs> Do you have a? Somebody asked me this this week. Do you have a specific spot that you like to watch games at, like in the Great rink? Question. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yes. I like to stand between blue lines, as close to center ice and as close to the ice as I can get. Why close um, to the ice? Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to be. I like to be close. I don't like to sit on the ends and in the corners, uh, because 
a lot of, well, it's different when I go to a high school game because you're watching one or two or three kids. When you go watch like an OHL game and there's, you're watching 40 guys, uh, you know, I, I spend the first period trying to figure out who's number 27 and who's 14 and, okay, that's the kid I'm supposed to, I spend one period doing that before you get it in your brain. So I find it easier for me to identify the players by the number, their skating style, their shot, all that, if I sit right at center ice. So, uh, how beneficial is it for a scout to see a team back-to-back? Uh, you know, so it, it, it really it, it Like really a Friday-Saturday. It, it depends if you're watching one player or if you're watching, you know, like the U.S. team for the first time. I mean, if you watch the U.S. team for the first time and you're watching 20 players, like I can't report that well on all 20 of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you watch them back to back, you're going to have a much better view of all of them after two nights. Whereas if you go and watch a, you know, uh, not an elite league game, but if you go watch, you know, if you're going to go watch one kid in high school, maybe one kid on one team and one kid on the next, you got a pretty good read after that game. You I wouldn't, I probably would never go watch the kid play a second night. I find myself personally that if, uh, when I watch a player, they never meet my expectations on the second night. Really? Really? Interesting. How many times do you watch the U.S. team in a year? 10 times? 20? Uh, well, that's my, that's my home ring. Yeah. So I, uh, I would say I probably watch them. Yeah. Easily. Well, that's the tournaments. I mean, you're, we're probably 20, 25 times. And then you have, um, uh, how does this, when you see them, do they, do they, do they differ every time you see them? Every, these teams, like, like last year's U18 versus this year's U18? They definitely change, yes. Do you watch um, yeah. video as well? Yes. Okay. I would have answered you differently had you asked me that three years ago. <laughs> Really? Um, Did you learn a lot through COVID? How to do it? Yeah. I I believe it. I actually know how to do more than just turn a computer on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Uh, yeah, no, but I mean, video is, I mean, it's, it's been, we've had to, we've been forced to to learn how to and do it. So you got a new skill set now that you're 50 years old. That's right. That's right. eh? You know, you never, ever, ever stop learning. And when you figure it all out, if you think you figured it all out, you're in trouble. Yeah. Well, we appreciate your time, Trent, coming on today's show. Uh, I, I look forward to seeing you again soon at a rink. Sounds good. We'll see. Uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Take care, Trent. Thanks, guys. Trent Clatt. Okay. Well, sight unheard. We don't know what that Trent interview was. So hopefully that was really good. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> I yeah. think it was great. Uh, thank you, Trent. Oh. Yeah. Always so insightful. Wow. It would have been great if your phone didn't cut out maybe (laughs) (laughs) anyways um moving on now this is the part of the show where we're gonna go um at least for the quarterfinals games that we know are gonna happen and start predicting what we think are bracket by bracket uh class a is probably gonna look similar to all all three of us but um double a is gonna look much much different so Let's start with the Class A side. Um, on Wednesday at 11 o'clock, Monticello, the unseated, will play Warroad, the number two. Um, next. Next, this is going to be nine rip. It's going to be heavy Warroad. Um, this will be 
the Sugar Bay Show. Yeah, this is Sports Center Top Ten Playtime. Um, mm-hmm. That's what you're going to see in this game. No, no doubt in my here. mind. Okay. Nope. Um, next at probably about um, 145, we'll have the number three seed, Matamidai. We'll play <laughs> Mankato East. Nice dig there. <laughs> a a mm-hmm. one o'clock, quote unquote, start. Um, yep. One o'clock MSHSL time. Yes. Um, and that will probably go Matamidai's direction. Mankato East has the highest likelihood to upset in the seats. Uh, but I just don't see it out of Mankato East this year. I think Ben Dardis at least makes it to Friday. I think last yeah. year's team would have been one of those teams that could have. Oh, last year's team for sure, hands down. No, not even close. It, yeah. It, but this isn't last year's team, Mm-mm. unfortunately. Um, Carl? Yeah, page that has this as a four-goal game, and yeah, I'd say four or five goals sounds about right. Yeah, it might not be as big of a blowout as the first one, but it, it'll be going away. Yeah. Um, Matamidai. The next game at 6 o'clock, you got the number one seed, Hermantown, versus the unseeded New Prague. Um, as I mentioned before in the show, I've never, we will never hear the X so loud for Hermantown properly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Correct. this is going to be another seven-goal game uh, in all likelihood. Mm-hmm. You, uh, seven? Uh, or 17? <laughs> they could really hang one on. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think they're not going to hold back. I don't think either. No. So the state tournament. Yep. Yeah, so. you don't hold back in the state tournament. And you keep pumping it on, um, as Lou Nanny says. You don't want to uh, develop bad habits. You know, in the second, the last, or the last game of the season. So, Correct. Um, so, yeah, definitely Hermantown in that one. Now let's get yeah. to the juicier one: Alex versus Minneapolis at the about ten thirty start time or eight <laughs> o'clock listed in MSHSL time. Um, the number four seed Minneapolis versus Alexandria the five. This is where I want to go off that whoever um, seeded teams kind of messed this up. Matamidi losing to Delano and Minneapolis beating Delano twice and beating Alexandria. We've talked in the show, Matamidi, though, played a tough schedule, never really had a quality, quality win. Eden Prairie was a St. Thomas. Yep. Those aren't quality wins when it comes down to it. Those are semifinal out-section teams. Right. Um, I think Minneapolis has a serious argument and should be very disappointed that they are not the three seed. Right. When we were talking about the at the bar on Thursday night, what, what do you think we're going to be seated, three or four? I'm like, it's a flip of a coin. I think the fact that they want a state championship in 2020 might be enough for them to edge you guys out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's what happened here. I do too. It, it also there has to be some sort of gerrymandering on this too. Is which coaches wanted to play Matamidi, um, and that definitely affected how votes went down. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But yeah. you, you would think that you think had, the the one and the two might have voted Matamidi higher to get them out of playing them yeah maybe mm-hmm. who knows who knows yeah you never know what happens we're there. speculating but yeah but we have a great game we have yeah. a really good game this is going to be the best game of the day um by far um it sucks sometimes you gotta wait till nine o'clock for till when you're extremely game. tired your yeah. adrenaline you has left happy. yeah you you go to bed happy but you waited a long time to see it I'm gonna I'm gonna hark back to the olden days when sometimes the state championship would be played at noon on Thursday, because mm-hmm. the one and two teams in the state will play against. I think it was the Grand Rapids 
and uh, Jefferson maybe one sure. year. It was like first round game, you know, <laughs> like and you knew like eight years before that because they would they would literally list off in the program. You know, where yeah. where they were going to what play. they were it was like it wasn't yeah. like it was hidden it was like here next year's <laughs> oh let's look at who the, you know Jefferson's going to play next year because we know they're going to be in state you could literally mm-hmm. chart out the bracket oh, twelve wow. months in advance I don't like that oh it's brutal this was this is way better way way better and the fact that you know the seeded part and it's so much better so um. I'm I'm almost leaning Alex here. I am too, and it's not. I'm not trying to do the jinx like me not going to the game. I just right, think that I, right. I'm, I'm leaning Alex here. Alex uh, had a really good end of the season. I just Minneapolis has been in a lot of close games this year. They have pulling off in a lot of them, but I just eventually close game teams it catches up to them in, in games that matter like this. I will say I, I'm going to pick Alex, but I'll be cheering for Minneapolis. I'll be taking my journalist hat off in this game and not. I'll be cheering hard for for my boys. Carl? Well, well since you, you two are people with little faith, I'll take Minneapolis. All right. <laughs> they won the first game. <laughs> they did, but I think that was a different Alex team than right now, too. Yep. And, and Minneapolis has not improved. They're, they're just flatlined. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You said it, Carl. I'm glad that you had to say it, and I didn't have to waste my energy saying that. How many years did you live in Minneapolis? Two? Two. Yeah. Two? All those year a in Minneapolis? <laughs> All those year. <laughs> um, okay. Loyalty. So let's um, let's go to Friday semifinal matchup that we're all looking forward to, Waro versus Matamidi in all likelihood. Mm-hmm. This is... This is going to be a great game. We're going to see the skill level of Warroad meet Attacked. the Ben Dardis. Yeah, <laughs> and that this is this is it's we're a, going to see it's like, like a Marvel comic. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Goalie versus snipers. Goalie snipers. I think it's going to be hard hitting too. Monomidai um, has the opportunity to play heavy, and Warroad, if they need to hit, they will hit too. I think a few of these kids who played on that team in 2020 will remember getting humbled by Shagabe, uh, Carson Reed. They were Reed. humbled. Oh, they, that was embarrassing. That uh, the it's whole like five nothing or five one. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I mean, Grant Slukinski was a Mr. Hockey finalist. Yeah. That was a team that everybody was keyed on. Like, oh, this is War Road's year. They were undefeated. They were undefeated. <laughs> and Boom. They just got worked. They were in the number one seed, weren't they, Carl? Yeah. yeah. It had to be. Yeah. Because remember, were. Hermantown had a few of Then the, we had that Hermantown, that epic Hermantown Cathedral game. Yeah. We had a fight. Remember? Was yeah. Like a fight, fight at the end of a period? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, that was weird. That's one of the strange. That was like a. There was, there was a. That was like a full moon kind of. There was feel a to brawl it. in the Egan uh, um, Edina game where Mishmash decided to have yeah. you know, his last it hurrah. Like, it was nothing like the, no. the Cathedral no. one. No, that one was worse. The Cathedral one was. No. You think so? The Edina one was much It was a third place game. They didn't care. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. non televised. Nobody right, okay, saw it. All right. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Um, no, but I I agree with you. I think I think the hate factor of losing in that game 
propels War Road in this. And now we've been talking about the War Road Hermantown State Championship since we saw it. Uh, since I, last summer. Yeah. And I I just don't see it a different way. Ben Dardis will oh, have yeah. something to say about it, but I think that they're going to get 40-some shots on him. Oh, yeah. They will. I do too. This, this game does scare me a little bit. It's a one-goal game in page tap. Which one, the Matamida game? Yeah. And uh, World, yeah. And I think, again, this comes down to Slukinski. If Slukinski plays on par with Dardis, that's the yeah. difference maker. Is yeah. World can't give up some bad stuff the other way. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, they can't. They can't be third line, um, third line, first line type of goals. You can't do that. Um, they got to use their TV timeouts here. They got to use final change. They got to use all the tricks in the bag. Right. Um, but War Road, anybody want to take Monomedi in this? Not I. No. 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 Um, okay. Bottom side of the bracket, we have Hermantown versus coin flip Whoever. let's call shrug. it shrug do you think coin flip <laughs> um minneapolis alexandria has a chance no nope. no nope. in hell no nope. and like we said before the chasm is so big between one two and then a little bit an evil knievel chasm this type of thing that he could jump but still not still still not and it, it, I mean, if you watch the matamidi uh, Hermantown game, the chasm was evident. And, and the the Matamidi Delano, Warroad Delano, same week, tells me a lot about the chasm because mm-hmm. Warroad worked that game, too. Right. And so I, I'll, I'll just read off the page stat in order. So Minneapolis 40, Buffalo 41, Duluth Denfeld 42, Duluth East 43, Alexandria 44. And They're right at the same level as Denfeld. And where is... Um, uh, what should we call it? Um, where's Hermantown? Five. Okay. Yeah. There's your chasm. Where's World? Where's World, Carl? They are at Oops. fifteen. Yeah. Might be that's twenty-two. Really? So it says it's a little bit closer. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Evil can evil then. Evil can evil. All right. Um, yeah. So, Hermantown War Road. Just to remember now, Evil can evil fell into the Snake River. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he broke some bones. <laughs> fell into the Snake. Did not go well. <laughs> uh, who's gonna win? I, I gotta. I'm staying shock here. You're going Hermantown. I'm going Hermantown. What makes them win? Is it the third line? Third line? They'll get third line scoring. Okay. Okay. They will. Do you think? And, that's, and I think. Remember how close the ones were? The ones didn't get any. The pops. ones were matched. Yeah. Straight. So match. I think it's going to come down to that, and I think that the the Hermantown's got it. Do you think even Warroad throws out a third line? They did against Thief when they needed and to. They did against Hermantown. Yeah. I uh, yeah enough. They did. Yeah. But with the TV timeouts in the third period, I just don't see a third line out no. there for them. And think, good coaching big, would predict that. The big question is how much do they have to work to beat Bottom Eye? If that's a wear them down, grind it out, a you know tough game, then I don't like them on Saturday. When 
when Hermantown won in 07, they had a worn down uh, Duluth Marshall uh, mm-hmm. to play against. Yep. You know, yep. like we can go through history here with that. When mm-hmm. Alex lost to Orno, they had a worn down Alex team. You know, mm-hmm. and so the team that spends the most energy in the semifinals usually it hits them on Saturday. And so I'm I'm still going to pick War Road in this one. I think that Hammer's going to – I'm picking Hammer here and think he's going to come up big for them. One of us was going to pick War Road. Yeah. And and it's it's educated. It's not like you're just like grasping Mm -hmm. at straws and blindfolded, you know. I would have if if Danny didn't, but I will. Yeah. If one of you two didn't, I would have taken him. And my my, I think it's that close. It's fifty five forty five. And my stance on it is that he he is usually in the right place and the right time, and he's going to be so disciplined in this game. Hammer is that he's going to protect some of these uh, defensive breakdowns due to tiredness. uh, Is my uh, stance okay? Uh, Because these players are going to be tired for. For War Road, there is no doubt about it. They are going to – Hermantown is going to wear on them pretty heavy. Agreed. Yep. So, I think I'm going to take Hermantown. Um, I think – biggest reason I think is, is – I think, you know, I've watched a good amount of Hermantown this year. I think Zan Plant's on another, another level right now. I think he was not 100% when we saw him play War Road. He is now. So, Agreed. There's, there's that improvement. And then, I think they're just – they're just on a roll. <laughs> yeah. Like they're on okay, but that will, in all likelihood, if that game happens, that is the best game of the tournament. Just it, it has all the storylines. A or both? Both. It has all the storylines for being one of the best games of the tournament. Wow. Um, I think it. Yeah. I think. I think I think we can make a better matchup. Or are you saying just because it's going to be freewheeling and wide open and exciting? It's going to be freewheeling, wide open, tight, and close. Okay, and but I think skill. we're going to be wide open, wide open, but also tight and close. But freewheeling, <laughs> wide open, skating hockey, Carl. Not necessarily dump structured dump and chase. Sure. Okay, sure. that's that's what I mean by that. But also close in the sense that the goaltenders are. Both of some of the best goaltenders in this um, tournament, and they're not even the Frame Princeton Award winners. So that's why well, I'm saying that because they're not seniors. They're not eligible. Correct. Okay, but I'm just giving that as an example. Okay, let's go to the Double A bracket. Um, this is the best Double A field that we have ever seen. Uh, uh, in, the the in, most even Double A field we've ever seen. Let's say that. And we say we, like, we we don't we have no proof in I I we have no proof in that statement, Danny. I would say in, okay, in, in, in okay, the, it's fine, it's in, fine. In the era uh, since two thousand eight, yeah. In maybe. the documented era, yeah. Well, no, just any like we just don't have it. We can't we can't find rankings of teams anywhere and it's, dating way back. We just yeah. don't. But it, we'll just see. Mm. We'll do the Carl rankings era. Carl, in there a rank, have you yep. had a? If you had seven of the it's, eight it's, teams, it's in eight the, of nine. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 not your, not your preseason yeah. thing. Yeah, like seven of your final rankings, top ten, are in the state tournament. Obviously, Prior Lake isn't ranked. Yeah, I think, right. 
That's has that yeah. ever happened? I think in 2012, 2012, they were all of the top 11. Okay. They were in the top 11? Yeah, all eight teams were in the top 11. And now you can't even say that because Prior Lake was not in the top 11. Right. Okay. Okay, so yeah. since 2012. So, okay, I, fine. What I would say is it's the most even tournament we've ever seen. Because in 2012, there were a couple teams that were clearly be, you know, high end, top, better. But was in this one. Is 2012 the East? East? The East. Yeah, that, that, that was a one loss East team that was bedilled with Bessie and friends. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, like, no, Lakeville South and Moorhead were like, you know, 10 or 11 teams, but, we, you know, this year, like, you know, this, no, Lakeville South could plausibly win this tournament. No one was thinking that about Lakeville South in 2012. No. no. That's, that's my point. Okay. Yeah, because that was East's tournament to lose, and they did. And they did. <laughs> so, but this isn't, this isn't anybody's tournament right now. No. 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 No one would be surprised on any of these. So every game is a tight one. So let's talk about the first one, Prior Lake versus Creighton. Um, who wants to go first on this one? Um, you want to jump at it? No, I really don't. I'm afraid of this one. Because this one's hard to predict. This really hard. Um, because like we talked about earlier in the show, which was seems like seven hours ago. Um, because it was. <laughs> earlier in the show... I think that Creighton's schedule the last month or two months or whatever since the Dyna game has been so weak that it they seem fragile. Yeah, and you have a team in Prior Lake that is clicking. Red hot. Yeah. You, we have a couple teams in this tournament that are red hot. And Prior Lake, I think, is the reddest of the hot right now. And they have the best forward in the in the tournament. Yeah, um, or at least the most dangerous forward. So, how in the world, you know, with with Class A, it was a little easier to kind of do this. How in the world are we going to do this? Because we're going to be all. I think we could all differ on the outcome of this yeah. game. Okay, you know, I don't yeah. think we can do semifinals. We can pick a state champ, but I don't think we can pick the semifinals because it's just like Carl said. It's the most even. Yeah, I don't think that we, we can make a case for every one of these teams winning. The state, and we just did. We don't too. have any Anokas. Where's Anoka when we need them? I know. I know. <laughs> we miss you, tornadoes. <laughs> your jerseys, your alternate jerseys. Who, uh, who's taking Prior Lake here? Anybody? Show of hands. Anybody want to jump off the evil Knievel cliff here? I really think it's 55 45 right now. And the 55 is leading Creighton's way. Really? Because no one wants Prior Lake. Here, you notice how I say that word, prior lake? Feels good coming I, off the tongue. I, I just, How's it feel? It oh. feels weird, to be honest yeah. with you. Wearing a headset and wearing prior lake is just, it's like awkward. I'm getting a rash. Yeah, I can't I can't jump on it yet. Really? I just, so you're no on prior lake? I, I go Carl, Marco Bellic here. Lake? Are you no on prior lake? Mm, yeah, no. See, I feel like we've gotten to the point where Cretan is so overrated, they're underrated. Yeah. Like, everyone's just ragging on Creighton. No one expects them to win. And, like, this is still a really good hockey team. This is a team that has really good locker room chemistry, too. I think when we were talking. Not according to Spaces. (laughs) They need to go maybe do a bowl. (laughs) Bowling alley (laughs) trip. That was, we had, for context, someone, we had a fake uh, Eastview kid. We had had someone from Eastview claiming that. Pretending he was from Creighton and saying how the. Locker room was bad. It was like, what? It's just straight dissension. Yeah. What? <laughs> so, anyway, um, I 
Who did I pick Creighton? I mean, I picked uh, Prior Lake to win the section. Yeah. I might just jump on the ship and go all the way. Oh, just, he's doing it. I might yeah. go all the way. It reminds me of Burnsville from 2007. It really does. This is a team that is. That finished fourth? But they beat Hill Murray, didn't they? Or no, they didn't beat Hill. Who did they beat in the first round, Carl? Rapids beat Hill. Keep talking. Keep talking. Rapids beat Edina in the first round in 07. Um, but Burnsville beat Holy Angels in the section final. Section finals. And in the yeah. first round of the state tournament, they beat Blaine. Which was a that was a Bukestead um, sophomore year team. No, it they, wasn't around yet. And then they Freshman. played Rapids. Yeah. 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 The epic game. In the epic game. Um, so, Creighton, I take Creighton in this one. Carl? Right. Creighton? Yeah, Creighton. Okay. Okay. Okay, Edina, Maple Grove. At, uh, so, Prior Lake is obviously the 11 o'clock. Edina, Maple Grove is the 1 o'clock game. This game has proven to be a trap game before for several teams. It, um, There's no trap in this. I No. If you told me today one would be seated, one wouldn't be seated. Flip flop. I don't know which one would. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Again, very even teams. It's strange for me to watch this game because in the ten plus years of YHH, I've seen Osseo Maple Grove and Edina <laughs> play each yeah. other virtually in every championship yeah. game of the Pumpkins, Quartacular. Yeah. Every one of our tournaments, it seems like this. These teams are. A combination are always playing each other. This is the first time first. that they've ever played each other in the state tournament. Oh, I didn't know mm-hmm. that. I, the, yeah, I, I know that. that. I didn't, I didn't have to look. Yeah. And he died hasn't been in the other two. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's literally, I can't tell you how many times we've seen these two teams. It got to the point in the pumpkin one year, I moved them on the same side of the bracket because I was sick and tired of them playing in the championship game. Every <laughs> <time>. <laughs> like, wait, we're the one, two. I'm like, no, I think they're the two, oh, three. Yeah, that's Or the weird. one, four. I'm yeah, like, no. 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 Ah, the computer said it. I, I don't have any control over yeah. it. <laughs> so I'm taking Edina in this. Edina won the first matchup. I it's not that I don't trust Maple Grove. I just Edina's playing at a different to get through Wyzetta, to get through Benil, those are two completely different teams. It, I think they are they they're well versed against anybody who they can play right now, and that's why I'm taking Edina. It doesn't matter who's thrown up against them. It can be fast. It can be skilled. It can be locked down. I'm I'm gonna do. I'm gonna predict who's gonna predict. I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna go Edina. What I say, never pick against Edina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee Carl, who's been loving Maple loving Grove. his District Three boys, Wyzetta mm-hmm. and Maple Grove, he's gonna he's gonna. St- I think when you move down to the cities, you're gonna move out to uh, District Three, like live in Medina or yeah, that's, that's definitely my Hanover. Or some, you know, <laughs> somewhere you'll be oh, out there man. dating, whatever. You'll you'll be out there, and you're gonna live in District Three. I love me my exurban giant lots on the cul-de-sacs. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. So <laughs> I, I'm gonna go Edina, and okay. Carl is gonna go Maple Grove. Watch. I sure am. Yeah, Crimson all the way. Yeah, it, and I, I I mentioned this in the earlier segment too, but like my top three picks coming in, not knowing what they would have been seated, would have been Hill, Edina, and Maple Grove. So. Got two of them in the first round here. <laughs> it's, Bonus. It's the Hill Maple Grove game that doesn't. I just can't get. It's the Maple Grove St. Thomas game. 
That it's the Maple Grove Edina game that I saw. It's the Maple Grove Centennial game right. that I saw. That I just I I saw the Andover game where they controlled Andover, but it's the other games that they couldn't put them away. I'm it, with you. Is where I get nervous about Maple Grove. I'm with you. And I, and I like Kurt Giles. He's been in this situation mm-hmm. multiple times. Yep. Where Berge hasn't Couple. quite seen it. You know, Berge in ten he, years, I'd be picking Berge because I know he's going to get his. And the know? crowd's going to be for uh, Maple Grove. We know that. But oh, Edina yeah. doesn't care about that. No. Too. No. And, and so I, I'm going upset here, non-chalk, quote-unquote, but I'm going Edina. Okay. Okay, in the 6 o'clock game, we got Lakeville South versus Hill Murray. Hill Murray, the number one. Obviously, we have talked about that. Anybody surprised that Hill was the number one? Was that just me? Everybody's yeah. show of hands of, here? Yeah. Creighton should be the number uh, one. All the heads are up. Yeah, mm-hmm. Creighton should be the number one. Edina has a firm argument at being a seeded team. Moorhead has an argument, too. I think there's I, just so much. I thought the 3 4 five, and it didn't turn out to be 3 four, five. It was going to be between Edina um, a uh, Maple Grove and Andover. Those three were the mystery yeah. teams. I thought, like, because they had so. they had beaten a lot of good teams, but lost a, a lot of the teams in the state tournament, so. which threw throws it out there. So I, I tweeted this. I thought my matchups matchups I I had going in was was been number one Creton against number eight Prior Lake, yep. Number two Hill against number seven Lakeville South, number three Maple Grove against or, or yeah against number six. Uh, Edina, number four, five, and then four, five, and over Moorhead, which is what ended up happening. Is those teams just flipped? Just a sip, flip. The, uh, <laughs> just, yeah, everything's yeah. flipped. I agree. Yeah. And so I, it was funny when I was meeting with the Moorhead kids. Where did they end up getting? What was their seed? They four. were the four seed. Four. Uh, we were chatting. I was talking with Lindbergh and Grammer, and we were chatting about, and and none of them could really have it figured out either and talk to Ammerman and he couldn't figure it out. And he says, well, it doesn't really matter. They're all really even. Um, what it, what it's going to end up, we're going to get a good opponent no matter what. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about the Lakeville South Hill game now. Anybody want to pick South? No. It, and it's not that South. South's a three-loss team. Yep. But Hill is yeah. playing probably – Hill is playing the most consistent right now of all the teams. Yep. Yeah, they're playing their way. And it's I think the good news for South is that this could be a very low scoring tight tight game and in that sort of game maybe something can happen, but yeah, I'm not not going to take them. Would you be surprised if South won, Carl? I would be a bit surprised, wouldn't be stunned. No. Yeah, I don't think a low scoring game helps South here because they need to score goals. And if it's low but, scoring, but they don't. But they don't exactly, and so, but they they need to be able to score goals and show that they have punch. And I just don't see it happening against a team that's comfortable running four, two, mm-hmm. and the top line for Hill every single shift last night was offensive zone time. I think it was like ninety ten in the offensive yeah. zone. It was just unbelievable. So Hill Murray, I think. I think this is an all Hill Murray game for us. Yep. Yeah. Andover Moorhead in the four five nightcap. And Who won this year when they played six to one. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I watched this game. 
No, no, Andover won. Andover, Andover won. won. Sorry, them. sorry. Yeah, this was right them. when they got beat yeah, by sorry. by Rosa. It was sorry. really early. Yeah, yeah. Remember we bounced them out of the top ten, and then they just zoomed up after that. Um, I'm looking at the score, and Moorhead won six to one. No, they didn't. You're wrong. I watched the the hub. The hub has this wrong. Why That's does the wrong. hub have it wrong? It That's even wrong. says like who scored, you guys. What? Yeah, I mean, Lindbergh scored. Ben scored. Um, Schroeder. Am I just living? You're in a misremembering alternative this reality. Yeah, you're living in an alternative reality right now, Carl. Because I'm pretty hmm. sure that this is a definite um, Moorhead win. Carl, boy, this is good. Yeah. This is good radio here. Well, yeah, okay. this is. Okay. Yes. You... Yes. Because Moorhead had played terribly in this first two games, and then I watched him uh, in this game. Yeah. Wasn't okay. there, wasn't this did their rankings? Off of their did their rankings suffer because did, of this, Carl? This is during the Buffalo stretch, too, right? Yes. This is around that time. Yeah. yeah. No, they lost to Minnetonka. So Moorhead com- comes in, lose, loses to YZ of five to two, loses to Maple Grove five to two. Um, and then beats Andover, and Carl's like, oh, oh Moorhead's okay. actually not that bad. Yeah. Beats Lakeville North in a close game. And lost to Rose, Buffalo. And then loses to Rosso. But beats Benilde. Beats Benilde. Loses, loses to Buffalo. Buffalo loses. loses uh, beats White Bear. Loses to Minnetonka. And has not looked back other than the Hill Murray overtime loss. Yes. Okay. So, okay. It, that's, so. that's wow. for the Carl's record. wrong. Carl's wrong. Everybody. Carl, Carl is, is wrong. Carl is wrong. Should we hang a certificate on the wall? Carl is wrong. wrong. That'll be in the tweet for sure. Carl was wrong. Carl was wrong. Okay. So, 4-5 game. Blowout in the first meeting. I don't think it's a blowout in this one. No. 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 Um, who who wants to start? Oh, I just got done watching. I, I watched both these okay, teams give the us last the re- two weeks. So, and, and, give it the recency bias. And over didn't look very good. And I thought... Morehead did. Morehead looked great. So it's, it, I, I know I'm fooled. I'm, you know, my eyes have yep. fooled me in the 20, past. Twenty twenty all over again. Right. It's just I've been fooled many, many times. So I, I, I'm leaning a little bit towards Andover here. I am too, actually. I, th- I think that the two D are going to be helpful. I think the two line punch will also be helpful. Not that uh, the I top think it's line. Yeah. A senior goaltender versus a sophomore goaltender. Yeah, I agree. That too. Yeah, I think. Yeah, if you're going to try a different somewhere, it's like they both have elite top lines. They Everything, both have yeah. like one great forward on the second line. They both have great, you know, solid decors. Yeah, you kind of look to goaltending as the potential different maker. I think Moorhead's punch is a little better than Andover's. I mean, there's two seniors on the top line, whereas Andover's are juniors. They're just a little more experienced. So because someone has to pick Moorhead here, I'll take Moorhead for that reason. Right. But, yeah. Uh, I could make a case. Again, I was wincing when I was put on the spot. I was like, ah, I'll take Andover. So, Carl, I, I sent you a text this morning saying, why Why does the 8 and 7 always have to play each other? And it was the case that that's not really the case. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, section, you know. Because Andover's not a true 7? No, no, it just no, really hasn't happened. Yeah, oh, it's, been, oh. it's happened like four times in the past. 12 years or so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so people it complaining. It's like a perfectly normal number, yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to go Especially at the, they aren't a, a true seven. Have been, have been four or five games, so it's, yeah. Yeah. Because I would argue they aren't a true seven. I, I, I said that too. They're a yeah. five double A plus. They're, they're five double yeah. A backdoor game. That's what this is. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> only, it's only been twice in the past 15 years that there's actually been a first-round matchup of the two Northern teams. 
Because the other two times it was an East St. Michael and a... Yeah. Uh, and then this one's, this one's Morehead Andover. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we have no idea what Friday is going to look like. Um, who Who's in the finals for you? I gotta look at the bracket. Here, Thank I'll, you. I'll give it. To Sorry, you. I know yeah. the matchups, but I don't know what the you know yeah, top the, bottom. Yeah, I don't have it committed to memory. Sorry, Carl. You want to go while Tony looks? Maple Grove and Hill. Edina and Hill. I'm leaning Edina Hill right now. And I, there's no e- There's no one evil in that. No, no, it's. I mean, they're both evil. They both are, you know. If it's Edina Moorhead, that's a fun final. What's the funnest final that you can. Oh, that's a better question. That's a great question. Funnest final is Prior Lake, no matter what. Prior Lake, Moorhead? Prior Lake or Creighton, right, is way more fun than Edina Maple Grove. So, sure. Okay. Flip a coin on that one, and then uh, Moorhead on the bottom. Okay. Yeah. How about a South Suburban final? What about a Prior Lake Hill Murray? That'd be fun. That would be fun too. That would be fun. That would be fun too. Yeah, that's a kind of a, a Cretan Moorhead. Cretan Moorhead. Yes, <laughs> I like that. Or even Cretan Hill would be. I would love that. Not many people would love that. I would like that. <laughs> It'd be a great game. It'd be a great game. I don't care about the you know private schools. Private schools. I just want to see that. I just would love to see those jerseys. They they don't play. They don't play each other. No. But they scrimmage each other at the end of practice, at the end of their week of uh, scrimmages, scrimmages the tryouts. And stuff. Yeah. yeah, I would like to see it just cause you know. Um. Yeah, I want to see the Hill Moorhead if that happens on Friday. I think that's a really rocking Friday night. Uh, Friday night is gonna be rocking no matter what. Yeah, Friday night's going to be primed no after the what. Class A stuff with the Monomedi and Warro game. The worst Friday, and plug your ears if you're from Lakeville or Andover, <laughs> <laughs> would be Lakeville, yeah. Andover, and Maple Grove, Grove. Cretan. Yeah. That would be the worst mm. Friday. That's, that'd that'd be, be the worst that's a bad Friday. attendance That would be Friday. the worst Friday. The best Friday would be... For attendance and rowdiness, it has to get Prior Lake in the mix. I'm yes. Yeah. You yeah. got to get them in there. Prior Lake Edina. That's a rowdy. Yep. That would be a rowdy. And then, people are happy. And, and then Hillmorehead. Uh, Hillmorehead. Yeah. That would be rowdy. Yeah. Anything with Moorhead in it will be rocket. Kind of well, like kind of like Grand Rapids. I mean, Moorhead's kind of the poor man's Grand Rapids. They travel yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. You know they I mean? don't have as good of a band. No. But, no. you know, they don't have a song. No. Same colors, though. Oh, man, I want. I love you, Andover, but and I potatoes. want Rapids so bad. Yeah. Just because we kind of knew there's a, a, speaking of chasm between this crop of talent and the future talent yeah. in Rapids, we, you know. It's bad. We know. We want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, who do you got, Tony? Who's going to win it all? Who's going to win it all? I'm in. I'm. You're in. I'm in. You're winning. I'm, I'm in. I'm going all in, Prior Lake. Really? All the way. All the way. Best story. <laughs> I'm cheering for the best story. What would be the best story here? Barnon, Prior Lake, Mr. Hockey. Wins. Drop the mic. We out. Yeah, I think Carl and I are both saying Hill Murray. I have just turned the camera to my shirt, which says. The oh. heart. I'm picking with my heart, not with my head. I, I'm picking Hill. I, I just, they have been. Yeah. 
the most it's shut just, down. It's not creative, but they're the best team right now. Yeah. It, Hill's going to be – it's not pretty hockey. It's not flashy. It's not Alex Bump, but they will suffocate you, and they will system you to death, and they are very good at it right now. What are we looking forward to about the tournament as far as coverage, where are you guys going to be, all that kind of stuff? So I will be doing radio on KFAM with In Zach. some fashion, right? In some fashion, some yep. number of games. <laughs> what, yeah, it changes every minute. And so um, Zach and I will definitely be doing that. I don't know if it's double A or what games or what have you, but I will be doing that. Um, but other than that, um, Carl and I will be hanging out probably on Wednesday. So Carl's back staying at your house, not mine this year? Yeah. <laughs> Poor That's because you, you you never leave on time, Tony. Oh, is it that why? <laughs> Do you have a bed open? Uh, no, why? Is there someone else I need to bring into town? No, that's what I'm saying. That's another reason why Carl stayed at, at my place. You had a bed open last oh, year. Oh, yeah, why the whole house open. Uh, yeah. Debbie and Hadley yeah. were out of town. So, so I, th- I think watch Carl's and I's Twitter. We'd love to meet up with some people, especially on Wednesday during the day. Uh, you know, if you're down there, just come find us. We'll tweet out multiple times where we're at. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, plan on going to Cassetta's at least on Wednesday. Too. Right. Cassetta's Wednesday is a tradition for us. And we'll We'll have a, we had a few other other establishments over the course of the week too. Me maybe more than Danny because I don't have to save my voice for anything. Yeah, and I'll, I don't know where I'm going to be. Mark, Tony, Tony, you can come to Eagle Street with me now. I know I could. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to find out on Monday if we've been credentialed. I'm not planning on being credentialed. No. Um, therefore, we might be covering the tournament from our office, but because my alma mater is in the tournament on Wednesday, I pretty sure i'll be there for that i'm pretty sure if the games fall right i'll be there on friday afternoon or friday um evening in some fashion um i don't know i have some all hockey hair stuff i have to complete so we'll be there i'll be doing that i have uh, a potential of getting a suite for yhh so we may have a suite We'll find out on Monday or Tuesday. There's a lot going on between now and puck drop, uh, 11 o'clock or 11.30, as Danny would say, on Wednesday afternoon. Um, I'm going to be on KFAN on Wednesday. Uh, I will have my annual meetup with the TV broadcast crew on Tuesday to give them some insights on the players uh, in the tournaments, players, teams, stories. Yep. Uncles, brothers, cousins. I got plenty of those, right? So I got those backstories. Are you going to um, bring them the family tree for uh, Warroad? Yeah, I might be bringing a couple Just trees from Warroad. Yeah. yeah, the Marvin tree, the Shagabay tree, the Comstock tree. There's lots. Yeah. Of um, let's see. Um, so who knows? We might be in a suite. You know, might be getting yeah. tickets for That'd that. That'd be sweet. Um, I'm looking forward to the expo. I've already tweeted at Gemini Hockey to see if they're bringing jerseys. So TBD yeah. on that. So Danny will be there. I will be somewhere having Bloody Marys. Come find me for a Bloody Mary. <laughs> and then uh, that's pretty much it. That's kind of where I'm doing. I'm looking forward to really exciting full buildings, packed house up on the 200 level. We haven't had this that in two, two years, and I'm, it, it so feels so good. The 200 level walk around. Yes, I won't be there. I, I vowed I'll never go there again. 
<laughs> nope. You're lost, Tony. You're lost. <laughs> nope. For the Sorry. boys or for the girls, Tony? <laughs> not I. It's not a safe spot. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we um, we definitely want to run into a lot of people. So um, look us up. See where we're at. Tweet at us. DM us. And yep. we'll um, we'll meet you wherever, you know, type of thing. As long as the game's going on and you want to watch it, you know, or after, we'll try to find you. Okay? Yeah, should be fun. Okay, well, Tony, I think Thanks that's... to everybody, including our sponsor, the Red Black League, uh, Danny Ryan, for putting together a great show with his buddy, Carl. Carl, thanks for your input as well. Uh, it's going to be a great state tournament. We'll see everybody on Tuesday night. We'll host the spaces from 9 p.m. and 10 p.m. Uh, do a little bit of what we're talking about here on the pod, but uh, include our listeners and readers, uh, fans from YHH. We'll see you at 9 o'clock on spaces on Twitter. Uh, if not, we'll see you at the state tournament. 